0: Alright, welcome everybody to episode 89 of the Doddcast. Uh, first things first, if you've watched many episodes before, I want you to subscribe, I want you to like, I want you to do whatever you can. Hook me up, and uh, this is a very special episode for me. First Zoom episode. Uh, first, I guess, in a way, you're somewhat famous, in a way. You got like 15,000 followers on TikTok, so we'll take those. Um, pretty famous, and it means a lot to me. I get to talk about basketball today with Aaron, a.k.a. Hawks Hoops. Uh, Hawks Hoops is just uh, him talking about basketball on Instagram, TikTok. Very professional videos. I'll put so many links everywhere, a description. uh, I'll I'll post them on Instagram, wherever I can hook them up, I will, um, to find more basketball content. But, yeah, um, we'll talk more about his start and your start later on. But for now, I want to get straight into basketball stuff, and we're going to start with our NBA Finals picks as of this so far this season.
1: All right. Well, let me just say thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be here, Dan. Thanks for reaching yeah. out, and uh, I'm excited to talk basketball for sure, man. Yes, excited sir. to talk yes, basketball.
0: Sir. Hey there, listeners, viewers, and uh, basketball fans. I just wanted to say this was recorded on Tuesday, so that means that Kevin Durant was not traded, and about 18 trades that happened had not happened yet. So everything that you are about to hear is as of Tuesday. Um, should we have maybe waited another week? Probably. Probably, but we didn't, so this is where we are, and uh, either way, it was an amazing episode. Most of it was not about the current NBA or uh, too reliant on what was going on, so you'll enjoy anyway if you're a basketball fan. Just wanted to let you guys know for continuity purposes, uh, there will not be a Kevin Durant conversation. I apologize. Anyway, uh, enjoy. Do you want me to get Um, my picks
1: first? Please do. do. Please do. All first. So, for the finals right now, to me, feels almost wide open. Out West. And the East, I'm I'm real particular with. And okay. East, for me, right now, I'm going with the Celtics. Uh, I love the Bucks. I lo- I'm i a huge Sixers fan. Giannis, I mean, Giannis is my guy. Joel are my guys. But when I look at the roster from top to down, bottom of what they've been able to do all season long, concluding the fact that Brand new head, not brand new head coach, but the debacle craziness they had with their head coach in this summer. Yeah. And then the fact that they've been missing Robin Williams almost all season long. He's looked good when he's been there, but it's not been consistent. Yeah, And they're still just chugging along and putting together an amazing season. So out East, I have the Celtics. Right. And the West, for me, honestly, it feels wide open. Like, it's just, I could probably give pros and cons about six different teams that I think legit could have a shot none of them are like locks to me but the closest team that feels like a lock to make it are the Denver Nuggets I to me they feel like the most complete team when I look at the other like I said when I look at everybody else I can pick apart a couple of things the Grizzlies I don't almost all the way love because I'm worried about what they'll do in the playoffs and just some playoff experience uh the Warriors injuries I can say the same thing about the Lakers I can say the same thing about the Suns the Dallas Mavericks they just got Kyrie which is amazing but Uh, Who knows how that's going to work out. Yeah. The the most steady thing that seems to be happening right now is in Denver. So I'd go Celtics Nuggets in the finals. And if I had to pick one, I'm going to lean towards the Celtics. Hey, hey, you know me.
0: So I'm a Celtics fan, big Celtics (laughs) fan. So that feels real good to hear. Um, Sometimes I beat up on my Celtics a little too much. Uh, They do treat me nicely, though. Uh, I'll say I feel very similarly to you. The West was very hard to pick, um, at least – you know, at this point, obviously, we're really yeah. early. It felt hard to pick. And the East is a similar story. Uh, it's a little hard to pick, but it's much more condensed. It's like there's probably three teams, especially with the Nets breaking up, probably three teams that, like, uh, could really do it. Your Sixers, the Bucs, and then the Celtics. Um, the Sixers, I'm a little, I don't know, something's, something's missing. Maybe it's just time. I, yeah, I could yeah. It could be that by the end of the season – uh, they just everything meshes because like they've had really good stretches like recently they've been yeah. really good, so yeah. who knows? But for now, I think I'm going with the Bucks in the finals. I like that. Pick. Um, I it's just I think Giannis is our like generational player, and I think people are kind of forgetting that sometimes because Jokic's like advanced metrics are just off the charts. It's it almost yeah. doesn't make sense. And then Luca is just so like fascinating to watch. But I do think Giannis is the guy in the league at this point. Um, arguably, and uh, then uh, out I west, I have guy, them sure. playing. Uh, I have them playing the Warriors as of right now. Gotcha, nice. I I have a bit of an issue in my head. Maybe it's a mental block. Unless I see a team do it, I have a yeah. hard time picking them. Um, now obviously that's gonna get me burnt because you know new teams have to come around and yeah. make it. But I just feel like the Warriors last year was the same type of story. Like, there was some injuries. They were not good. Everyone thought they were, like, bad. And then once the playoffs came around, just it's hard, they're hard to beat in the playoffs. Um, I do think the low seed's going to hurt them and mm-hmm. might knock them out to a team like the Nuggets or the Grizzlies. And then it's really just, like, who the fuck could win. But uh, yeah, because it's just so random. But I'm gonna go with the Bucks and Warriors, and then I did come up. I did make a secondary pick because I didn't okay. love my. I didn't love the confidence. Celtics Clippers was my secondary pick.
1: Ooh, I like that. I I wanna love the Clippers so bad. It's funny. Me and my friends were just talking about them last week, and they were like, "Hawk." Oh, how do you feel about the Clippers? And I, I want to love him so bad. Oh, Paul George yeah. is one of my favorite players. I've loved him since his Indiana days where he was still wearing the number 24, like before he switched to 13. That, I that. love PG. But I just... One of them's going to be injured come playoffs. One of them Facts, is going to be injured dude. come playoffs. Facts.
0: Honestly, if you if um, for me, if you ain't like PG when Danny Granger was better, then just you're not a yeah, real PG you, fan. Exactly. Exactly. Let's if you were rocking
1: PG when Danny was still there, you're not
0: a PG fan. Facts. So I love PG too. I think he is the smoothest game in the league. Yes. Maybe. He'll um, be good for a conversation we're gonna have later about basketball players versus hoopers, but we'll get to that. Um, so, but I, I think the, the only reason why I say the Clippers is because when Kawhi is healthy, I looked it up. I think it was on StatMuse. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah. of that mm-hmm. awesome website. Little glitchy, but awesome because it you know it's like AI it answers your questions. They're twenty one and ten with Kawhi. Yeah. And you know that's not and not including just with Kawhi and Paul George. That's just when Kawhi plays. And yeah. I saw the way Kawhi played against my Celtics. And when the, when they beat us a little earlier in the year. And I was just like, hmm, is he just, like, waiting? Is this just the year? Is he just waiting? It
1: could you know? be because, like, you, to your point, when Kawhi is playing, like, it's it's unstoppable. Like, his beautiful oh. basketball to watch. And Seriously? there are times when I think, well, maybe Kawhi is doing what he did in Toronto because it worked there. He didn't yeah. play that much that season. He didn't play any back-to-backs. I want to say play like, 60-something out of the 82 games. Yeah, he and missed they...
0: 18 games, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he has one of the best playoff runs we've ever seen, and looks absolutely phenomenal, and unstoppable. So it's not impossible. Yeah, I just especially I don't
0: know. in a wide open. I, that's this is what I. This is why this is my secondary pick because I think if the Warriors do get knocked by yeah. by one of those younger teams, these other teams, I think the Clippers with Kawhi healthy have like the thing to push them past these other teams that might have that might handle the Warriors for them. Warriors Digital. might just, like, you know, the mileage, whatever. It just They might just not make it. But if they don't, I think the Clippers have a really good chance. Maybe I'm just being, like, stuck in, like, five years ago. But I <laughs> not, really do yeah. think that, like, they're the best. They're the teams that have just – I've seen it before. You know, I've seen yeah. Kawhi make it. I've seen Steph make it. And that's just where it comes down to. And I think Wiggins, being healthy more, like, he missed a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. And I love to – I fucking love that kid. I'm so happy that he found, like, a way to – Break in because like I you know nothing feels worse than like a number one pick that don't live up to the expectations. Yeah. Yeah, Calling yeah. a Maple Jordan like that's <laughs> not fair. That's not that's not fair. And so I'm really happy to see him find a place to be. And when he's healthy, Steph's healthy. Clay's playing better this year than Clay last year. Playing
1: amazing right now. Yeah. I don't
0: know. I feel like they have a chance. And and uh, obviously we're talking like this. What if the Mavericks are just like you know world enders for all we know?
1: It it could be. I. I I'm so excited to see them play. I want to say we might see them... I know we're recording like earlier in the week, but we might yeah. see them sometime this week. I want to say yeah. for, uh, Kyrie might play Friday or Saturday. I wanna yeah, say I call.
0: think that the whole like holding up the trade deadline and everything works in our favor because now instead of them debuting on Wednesday... Yeah. It'll be more close to this date, so it's allowed give us a little more flexibility to at least project without seeming like we're too far behind.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, so that's good. I, I wanted to get that out the way just to see where you're at, where you, where you think the league's at. I think a finals yeah. conversation shows you where the other person thinks. And it seems that's like we point. think pretty similarly, honestly. Um, now, the next question I would mean to ask, this is an interesting one, of non-All-Stars, so non-All-Star players. If you need me to pull up a pool, I can find it, whatever. Uh, I got it. Oh, you are. Oh, you he's prepared. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to.
1: Yeah. All stars that weren't people who weren't all stars this season, correct? Correct. Correct. Perfect. Correct. Okay.
0: Non all stars this season make your starting five.
1: Yeah. All right. So I have a weird starting five, and I love some it. of it is a little. One guy is, is just a guy who I love, and honestly, I don't think he would make an all star team anyway. The other four are people who I have legit gripes about, and I think they were stu- snubs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm starting with De'Aaron Fox as my point. I love his game. I think he was deserving. I get why he didn't make it, but I I love his game. James Harden, you say it's a homer pick. He's not the James Harden that he was in Houston by any means, but he's still one of the best playmakers in the league, giving you 20 points, so some really solid efficiency. Totally. Um, Pascal Siakam, I'm going to put him at my three. I know he's not a traditional three, but I love his game. Yeah, he yeah he could play he the can. three. I mean, the Raptors put him everywhere. He'll play the yeah. three, the four, the five. Play the uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> He's had like six assists a year this game yeah. this year. It's crazy. And it's funny because I'll even admit that I'll say about midway through last season, year when he got his All NBA nod, that. As for like my eyes like were awoken to who the player of Pascal Siakam is. Before that, I was like, I was watching Raptors games. I know he was solid, but I admittedly fell into the meme of he just spams spin moves and gets to the basket. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But after I like get, took some time to actually watch him and see what he could do, I was like, oh, Pascal is nice. I love his game. Mm. My four, this is a weird pick. I don't think he'd be an all-star regardless, but I love what he's doing for this team. I've got Aaron Gordon at the four. Aaron uh, Gordon? I... I'm sure I probably could have came up with somebody better, but just I love the way he's been playing this year. Uh, I think when MPJ and uh, Murray were out last year for the Nuggets and they had to lean on Gordon so much to just try to just fill in wherever, and he's been able to do that for him. Sometimes he's their point of attack defender. Now, is he amazing in shutting guys down? Not necessarily, but he's doing a okay, solid job at it. Yeah. He can knock down an open jumper from time to time. He cuts off of Jokic very well. He just does... A lot of really, really good things. And I'm thinking, if I'm making a starting five, I might as well get a guy in there who can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and then definitely. At, and, <laughs> definitely. And then at the five, I have Anthony Davis. Uh, I, For me, if AD wasn't injured this season, I think he'd be in both defensive player of the year and MVP conversations. Because that's the type of conversations I was having around him before he went down with injury.
0: Totally, dude. I agree with a lot of that and I would I, I would talk more about it But I, I'm just gonna say my list because it, it'll allow me to talk about it because it's so similar um, Point guard De'Aaron Fox. I think honestly, I think like I, I don't even fully understand why he's not in there like I think that if you are the Arguably second best player. He's definitely the second best player but arguably for best player on the three seed out west yeah. It's tough, West. It's like they're the three seed. It's not. They're not the kings of old. Like this is the three seeded team, and you know, with all the turnaround, I think that you need to put some some stake in that, in the fact that they were able to turn things around. That's um, important to me. So I love De'Aaron Fox. I'm really. I, I hope that he don't like hang his head about it because he deserves to be an All
1: Star. Yeah,
0: Harden as well. I think Harden. I think the world of Harden. Always have. I think like people obviously have their things to say about stat padding or he he's selfish or whatever they want to say. He's overweight. I never fell for any of it. I was like, <laughs> he's one of the most gifted players I've ever seen. He studies the rule book. He studies the game. We know this, um, this is work ethic there all the time, arguably, but it's, he's incredible at basketball yeah. and yeah. this year is no different. I think he's, he's, I love a guy that can take the second like seat on the bus you know he's letting JoJo be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know Joe Joe's like third in usage rate this year. Like, Again, that's not and Harden obviously we used to be the number one guy, so I feel like I I respect that a lot. Then I go Jimmy Butler. I just I just feel I like it. if I were to make a starting five, especially being a Celtics fan, bro, he kills us. I get it. He kills good teams. He just kills. Um, so I I really love his game in general. And then I have Siakam. Who I, same thing as you, I, I thought he was a Beyblade before, just spinning, spinning, spinning. <laughs> but uh, no, he's a good player, especially with the passing this year. I'm very happy to see yeah. him take a step up, like significantly. And then Davis. But if I weren't going to put Davis, uh, I put an alternate. And I was thinking, again, kind of like your Aaron Gordon, I got Alpern Sangoon. I like I, that pick. <laughs> I love Alpi, bro. And especially with this team, you need a you need someone that can like distribute as a big. You know, you got all yeah. types of passers up in here. Why not just get a guy that you can put on the high post? Yeah, and just work like he works. I
1: like that pick a lot. I like that so, pick a lot.
0: Alpi's my guy. Shout out Walker <laughs> Kessler too. I love that yeah. rookie, bro. I think that he'd be a great. He'll be a great like interior defender for ten years. I liked. I thought about Walker Kessler, but he's just not there yet. Simply. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those were my guys for sure. But speaking about Davis and the Depoy conversation brings us right into the next question. Halfway through the year, the way too early, um, not way too early, but the too early uh, awards. So what do you, gotcha. let's start with the MVP. Obviously, we'll, we'll do all your picks first.
1: All right. So MVP, I'm going with the homer pick. I'm going with my guy, Joel Embiid. He's the runner-up right. the last two years in a row. He's leading the league in scoring once again everything he does and you can say it's because i watch the sixers on a night-to-night basis i do my best to watch as many sixers games as possible Mm. what i the drastic difference when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor it's like night and day completely different teams yeah i know harden's still there and he can still play me for others but the team just functions so differently when he's on the court on both ends he's doing it he's my mvp my defensive player of the year actually you know what
0: you know what i'm thinking i'm sorry yours I think we should go one by one so then I can talk to you about the Jokic one. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it because I don't want to lose it because I feel like that's kind of what happened with the All-Stars. But let's say this. MVP for Jokic. uh, I got Jokic for MVP. Um, I would have had Joe last year is the problem. But he didn't win it last year. So it's like I've just taken on a year-by-year basis. I don't do voter fatigue for me. It's just my pick, you know. Um, It's just the way it is. I wish that JoJo had won it last year for this exact reason. It's just like you can't – I don't know. I feel like they should have been thinking about something like this because you can't just keep giving it to this kid over Joe <laughs> when Joe's having such great seasons. Yeah, um, I get So that. that's that's just one thing. And I do agree with you entirely on the how differently they play because it's a negative. It's always oh, – everything yeah. gets worse without oh, Joe. Yeah. We lose Whereas a lead. Like, it's bad. <laughs> you take Jokic out sometimes, it helps because he, mm. the pick and roll, like, it yeah. hurts a little bit to have him play. He can't switch. You can't do some things so some things do get better i'm not obviously jokic is still my mvp pick but I, it's just i'm just saying joel Embiid is better hands down across the board at everything i love that he's like a guard in like a 7 285 <laughs> pound man's body it yeah. makes no sense if i to give him not a player a, comp yeah. it's kobe straight up and yeah. it freaks me out the high post work so, is crazy
1: hilarious. you branching you comparing him to kobe like I said, I'm a Sixers fan. I follow way too many Sixers accounts on Twitter. Sometime last summer, one of the accounts I follow put, like, a compilation video together of, like, JoJo doing post work and, like, turning into a fade. And it's, like, yeah. fades into Kobe doing the same move. I was like, this, is, this is perfect. This is
0: perfect. It's crazy. It's, like, the, the post work specifically. High post work. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. once you get inside, it's, like, complete different ballgame height-wise. But I swear to God, the way he like works in that triple threat. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. Always been my favorite players or guys that can work like that. Um, okay. On to, I think, defensive player of the year is what we're going to yeah. do next. So we'll do that. Uh,
1: defensive player of the year, I went back and forth. If you asked me this, like maybe in December, I would have said Anthony Davis or Jaron Jackson. Right now, I'm going to go Nick Claxton, though. I love what he's doing. and it's
0: Totally.
1: It's, it, I wouldn't have probably said this at the beginning of the season. But once Jacques Vaughn became their coach, defensive the mindset just turned up on that team just as a whole. And what's holding it all together for me is Nick Claxton. He's leading the league in blocks. I'm fairly certain he's still leading the league in blocks. Yeah. Um I absolutely I love everything that he's doing. He's great in the he, pick and roll, he's a great rim protector. He's just he's very switchable. He's got the ability to move and defend the paint. I love his game.
0: Totally. I think uh that that's my second option. Was Nick Claxton. My number one is Evan Mobley, though. Um, Ooh, I like that pick. Because he is the same-ish thing. I just like having the best defensive player on the best defensive team type yeah. of thing. And I think they allow the least amount of points per game. Obviously, their pace has something to do with that. But I just feel like when I watch him play defense and just his, his lateral quickness for his size, his length... Um, Maybe it's just because I'm so used to – I grade guys defensively based on what I'm seeing more than the stats. That's why – because Marcus Smart's my guy. Like, he's never going to have a better statistical season than Gobert, but Marcus Smart to me is a better defender. So that's kind of how I feel about about Mobley as well. Not that his stats aren't there, but it's not like he's leading the league like Claxton is. Or um, all that, but if you want to go by stats for defensive player of the year, then Jokic would end up being your M- uh, your depoy and no one wants that to happen.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna stay That's away true. from the stats too much. That's very true.
0: Um, I think he's leading in defensive box plus minus by like a whole point or something mm-hmm. like that. He's like at four, and the next are at like three. It makes oh my so goodness. like it's crazy. So uh, yeah, I got Evan Mobley though.
1: I like that pick. I feel like he's not someone who I've seen get a lot of love for that award this season. So I like that pick. Yeah,
0: me neither. So I thought I thought, like, you know, maybe I'll get the conversation started. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, who knows? (laughs) Start the Uh, narrative. (laughs) Yeah. All right. On to six man. Uh, six man, I'm going with your guy Malcolm Brogdon. I love what he's doing for the Celtics this season. Um, there's some other guys off the bench that are putting up better numbers, but what he's doing that's contributing to winning basketball games on both ends of the court. Like there are times I'm like, I'm watching, like, Malcolm Brogdon really does just fit well and does what they need him to do at all times. I love yeah. Malcolm Brogdon for you guys. And I, when y'all picked him up, I was like, oh, that's going to be a great pick. I was like, he'll probably come off the bench. There's going to be some times where he finishes some games because that just works out, and he might close out a couple of games for them. And I, he was my pick going into the year, and he's still my boy. Wow.
0: wow. Uh, that's a good pick, then, because I, I have the same guy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I've been watching it all year. Only issue is if Marcus keeps getting hurt – and he keeps starting some games
1: yeah.
0: and that's the only issue but yeah. otherwise I think that especially I think sometimes a six man of the year needs to start like 10 to 15 games so that like you they can boost their numbers and you can yeah. see what they look like with that the makes starters sense. <laughs> uh, that's just what I think but like once you get into like the 25 game mark it's, it's like tough. hard for me to pick you to really be a six man if that were the case I think I'd go with Russell Westbrook honestly yeah. just cuz I like Russ I feel bad for Russ and he's Same. had a good season off the, a decent season off the bench, and uh, no one else is gonna go put up what is it like 15, seven and seven off the yeah. bench, yeah. Like what the hell? Like it's just crazy how much, how fast the stats accumulate for that kid. Um, yeah, so Russ
1: was definitely my backup. second pick. Yeah, my backup pick sure. as well. How about most improved? Most improved. Very similar to what I just said about Pascal Siakam and Guy Hall sleeping on. I was sleeping on Laurie Marketing, and Laurie Market is my most improved player. Um, I think part of it is because of where he was. His situation with the Bulls, where, you know, team he got drafted to. situation with the Cavs last year. He just wasn't given the opportunity to play like he's playing now. And, I mean, call me a casual, but he's legit doing stuff I feel like I had not seen him do before in his career. Like, totally. the way he's playing, the confidence that he's playing with. The fact that the team just trusts him to be like, hey, Laurie, you got the ball. Go to work. For me, he's hands down most improved player.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's not even a question. only other guy was Sangoon. That's who I put. Yeah. He's not going to win it, though. But <laughs> that's my guy. Sangoon's my guy. Uh, but Laurie's definitely 100% going to win it. I don't think it's even a question. And it's because of what you said. It's like he's just doing things that we have not seen. Could you have seen glimpses? If you're a Bulls fan, sure. Like, yeah. you know, if you were a Bulls fan, you definitely saw something. If you were a Cavs fan, you saw something. But, like, it never came to fruition. And with 90% of the guys in the league, it never does. You see flashes from every player across point. the league. So, the in the end, it doesn't matter if, like, he had it in him. It's like, it just, it's hard. Everyone has it in him. It just yeah. this opportunity for it to shine. I love the team. I love the way they're playing. I think it's so fun to see that ragtag group. Like, be solid. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny to me. All guys are rejects. But, um, yeah, he, he's definitely 25 points a game, man, yeah. versus, like, 14. Like, it's a huge jump. Um, A Siakam, Siakam-esque jump, for sure.
1: Yeah. It's funny that um, you mentioned you see flashes, and not to get off tangent, but you see totally. flashes in a bunch of different guys, and not every guy has that opportunity to see if that flash can turn into, I can do this over 82-game season. Totally. And in some guys – we see them when they do get that opportunity, they can't because like, it's right. a, just a long season. Like they're like, okay, I can turn it on every now and then if my team needs me, if I'm like number three, but if you're yeah. like the number one guy in your team's looking to you every night, it's, I mean, obviously that's why the, the, the number one guys are the number one guys for a reason. And that's why we appreciate yeah. their game, but it's cool to see it. in a guy like Lori, who, like you said, we saw the flashes and we didn't know if he could. And at least so far he's proven he can.
0: Yeah. And you know what, let's take on this tangent. I have two things to say about it. One. um I'm going to start with the part that I have to say. Uh, I feel like Laurie – so this is my issue with guys like Laurie now. So I have I have a bit of a – it's like a – I don't know. It's like something I haven't figured out in my head yet. So he's averaging 25 points a game now as the number one option. But now I feel as though Laurie might be on – like you can't have him on your team at this point because mm. where he is at his best is as your best player. And as your best player, you're never going to win a championship. Very true. So it's like, where do you where do you perform your best, and then in that role, can you fit a championship contender? It's like a yeah. two-fold question. So like yeah. you know, there's guys like Trey Young. I don't think they're ever gonna win a championship with him being your best player. I but, disagree. But I don't think that he'd be a good. Maybe he would actually, but I don't know how good of a second best player he'd be. I get that's that. why I respect Harden so much because he was such a good first. Your best player, and they almost did win a championship with him, and they, I think they could have if the you know the dice rolls a little different. If but they don't miss now 33s. he's <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: But now he's
0: also your second best player, and he's doing a good job with that too. So I can respect yeah. that. It's just um, it's hard though. That's something I've been working on. What is a guy with that in mind? What's a guy that you wish got their shot? You know,
1: ooh, <clears throat> that's tough. A guy who I wish got their shot. I'm going to say it's funny I, my mind if you ask me this a couple of years ago I don't have a guy off the top of my head but I can tell you right. a guy who in the moment I was thinking this and that yeah, was Victor do. Oladipo when he played on the Thunder when he was with Thunder when he was with Russ the real Rust won the MVP I remember seeing like Victor could be nice like I think <laughs> yeah. he might be nice here and then he goes to the Pacers and wins MIP so totally. currently right now I don't know who that guy is but like I think throughout my time watching basketball I've seen some of these guys get those opportunities and it's just it's cool to me because Victor was one of those guys for me I'm bringing it
0: all for a full circle now for me Uh, I was saying this all last year about Alpi Sangoon I was like I was I watched like two minutes of him play two minutes (laughs) and I was like what the fuck? Like, what is going no, on nice. with this kid? He's, he's got nice. some, like, it's like those weird things. Like, some guys just hold the ball different. I don't know how to put it. Maybe it's just me being, like, <laughs> old. That's the old school in me. But, like, man, like, I was watching some of the passes he was making. I was like, damn. And then a guy right now, uh, Peyton Pritchard. I want to see what, what see would that. it look like if you just gave him I can 35 that. minutes and 20 shots. Like, what would that look like?
1: I feel you like know? I heard a rumor that he, like, is looking for that type of opportunity like he wants more minutes he wants a bigger role I think I've I've heard that recently I feel like it's
0: uh, that is a true rumor from what I can see from, <laughs> from what everyone
1: in the Celtics Nation's talking about
0: honestly more power to him I have no grudges against someone that wants a bigger role um, yeah. I feel like it's your right we love you pay Peyton Pritchard we love you Celtics fans love you but uh, he has no role here and he never will yeah. so yeah. if he wants to be a best player second best player Or even just the number one scoring option off the bench, he's got to go elsewhere. Be a Tyler Hero from somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if he has that in him. Because sometimes, dude, he is
1: so wet. It's crazy. (laughs) I get that. I get that. It's funny you mentioned uh, how you feel about him, like, you know, more power to you. Furcon Korsmaz for the Sixers just requested, like, the rumor I saw on Twitter two days ago, he, like, put in a trade request. And basically, the general consensus on Sixers Twitter was like, all right, we love you, but bye. (laughs) <laughs> what would you want for him? Like, what, like, what, like, what do you get? What, we were talking in the Discord, and I was like, I don't – I mean, he's nice, <laughs> but he's just he's just the shooter. Like, one of my biggest gripes with the Sixers over the past couple of years was with him how much minutes he was getting these past couple of years. Just, when he's hitting, yeah, he's you know he's a great floor spacer. It's great playing alongside Joel, and especially when we had Ben, like, to have that floor spacer out there on the court. Right. But he's doing nothing else. He's not putting the ball on the floor creating his own shot. He's not, you know, playmaking for others. He's not defending anything. So, if it's a night where he's not hitting, he's just a body out there doing cardio. So, (laughs) like, I mean, we can get some... I I really don't see his value more than, like, a couple of second-round picks. So, I'm also, like, there's no point in trading you because when you are on the court and hitting, I like the floor spacing. What are your thoughts on maybe uh, Jay
0: Crowder? I don't even know what the contracts look like for that, but, like, what are your thoughts on that swap?
1: And that thought crossed my mind, and some of the guys were, you know, running that by me. The only hesitation I have with whoever trades for Drake Crowder is that unfortunately I think he hurt himself by not playing to me at least no one knows what he can do like I don't know how like if you do trade for him at this point have you been keeping yourself in shape are we going to be able to play you right away or we gonna have to wait for three weeks for you to get an NBA shape and then you might not even be as nice because you haven't played an NBA basketball game like you can do all the Oh, I was doing runs in my city. I was working out at this college. That college. you can do all of that. But if you're not playing NBA level basketball I, for this long, it's going to take a ramp-up time. And yeah, it was this be late hard. in the game. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just wish I yeah. played for the Suns." I don't I get what once again, I get a guy wanting a bigger opportunity and wanting a different opportunity, but also you're Drake Crowder, you're not Kevin Durant. Why are you sitting out for almost a full Fash. season demanding Fash. a trade?
0: <laughs> Like dude, that's crazy to me. Like being a role player like that. And I loved him on the C's, dude. He was great for us. Yeah. Um, he was this, was, this, this was our I think his best run was with us. Um yeah. he was so much fun to have. But my only thing with him going if it was to the Sixers, I'm just now thinking about this now. I never thought about the Furkan, on for Crowder mm-hmm. Switch, but me thinking of it in the moment. Uh, what would a locker room of P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, and Jay Crowder really look like? You know, <laughs> like that sounds like a lot of loud voices, a lot of anger. Yeah, it does. You know? <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting too. You guys would be really tough. You throw out yeah. that them three. We would be tough. We would like, be bro, tough. Like that's a lot, and that's a lot of body too. Like that's yeah. strong. You throw out them three next to Joe, you could do that. You like, could do yeah. it. Space too. So it's yeah. funny. Uh So yeah, that'd be crazy. Anyway, uh, Coach of the Year, I guess we'll wrap it up
1: with that. It's funny. I, apparently, this is turned into a Celtics podcast because Coach of the Year, I got to give it to Joe, Joe Mazzulla. I just – when I think about everything that that team has been through, and it's for me personally because I made this whole video at the beginning of the season saying, like, I'm worried about the Celtics because, because Robert Williams is going to be out, because Adoka's now out the door. And to me, at least, it felt like so much of their success – after January last year, when they went on that amazing run and co- turned into an almost a completely different team, a lot of it to me, I credit it to some of the changes uh Ime made. And I'm like, ah, I don't really I personally was not familiar with Joe Mizzoula's game like that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> familiar with his game. But he's been amazing. Like they're still great defensively, they're still great offensively. The sets that the Celtics are running are great. He's I've seen him make mid-game adjustments to to win them a game in the second yeah. half throughout the season. He's coach of the year for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll say this. Um, I did have – it's funny because, like, he had such a great season last year as a coach. But I had issues with Udoka's coaching. I felt like he – if you couldn't play defense, like, you couldn't play. Which, like, That's to true. me was, like, annoying because you have a guy <laughs> like Hauser on your bench who can go hit you some, some threes. Like, some yeah. of our guys can't shoot. Like, Grant Williams, like, he can shoot, but he ain't a shooter, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go put a shooter in. And, like, these guys are all capable. They can play defense on any given possession. So you got to give them some opportunities. And I think the only difference, I think Missoula kept everything pretty much the same. The big difference he did was, oh, I don't care if you can't play defense. Like, just go try. And then, like, just make up for it on offense. And I think that added a massive level of versatility. And that's why our offense had an explosion to start the season. It's also why our defense was hindered at the start, along with Rob Williams' injury. But um, I think that that's why we just exploded at, the, at, at yeah. the beginning because everything was like, oh, my God, it's so open for all of our guys. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, why is we have three white guys in the court right now? Why? <laughs> like, it, But it was it was working. So, um, yeah, yeah I, get I, I get that. I have Mike Brown because, you I know, like Sacktown. Yeah, I I like I'm that really happy too. about Sacktown. That's like definitely that the, the favorite, if I were to guess. Um, actually, maybe Missoula. One of them, too. Probably Mike the Bra- favorite they- right now.
1: They both have the storyline, kind of story. Totally. Sort of they both have the storyline. So I think that's a good thing. I love totally. what my Browns brought to the Kings. I'm so happy for the Kings. I know we, this wasn't talking about them, but like, yeah, I was skept, not skeptical. I go into the season, I was like, the Kings are going to have one of the best offenses in the league. They're going to be horrible on defense. That turns out to still be the case, but the offense yeah. is so good that they're winning a lot of games, and I love it.
0: <laughs> right, right. And that's all. That's, sometimes that's all it takes. It's just like a good, if your best defense is a good offense. Yeah. You know, and that will always that'll kind of always be true in a way. But um, I do think like the defense is what's going to catch up to him come postseason. You know, yeah, same. Uh, just, I agree. that's just that's just what's going to that's what's going to maybe knock them out first round. But I hey, agree. for a franchise that ain't made it in so long first exactly. round, I'd be elated to just make I it. I would be so, too. <laughs> like to so be. Not, <laughs> yeah, right. So they're probably loving it. OK, so now on to this next section. So I have to first establish the, the, a distinction to play this game that I want to play. okay So it is basketball player versus a hooper. So are you aware of this conversation of
1: yeah, a little bit. yeah, if you're a basketball player, you're like you know you're real fundamental like Tim Duncan is a basketball player. There Kobe's a hooper.
0: like you know there you go. There you go. There you go. That's see. so I'll explain it a little bit deeper. Yeah, basketball players are fundamental. they are good at a thing typically they are good at defense more than offense yeah. they're more of a grind guy they are definitely trying you know like you can see from the way they're playing that they're trying whereas a hooper is just a bucket like they just go out there yeah. and just like they just know how to produce and for some and it just looks smooth it looks like visually appealing and uh then none is better than the other you know, True. That's, some of our... that's why.
1: That's why I use Tim and Kobe, both two all-time greats. <laughs> yeah, t-
0: arguably, you could put them basically neck and neck, Tim and yeah. Kobe, but yeah. just completely different way. Tim Duncan was a great example. I was trying to think of a lot of like greats that was, were basketball players. I love players. Tim
1: Duncan's game. So like he's he was mm-hmm. the first when I saw this. Like oh, Tim Duncan all day. <laughs> yeah, Timmy
0: D's. A, Timmy D's a really good one for this. Uh, so my examples for current day, just to give everyone an an idea, if you're watching ball today uh pj tucker is a basketball player just like he is a basketball player you know he will do the things but like it's really hard for for him but he's doing it a hooper is jordan clarkson jordan pool those two yes those are hoopers they are (laughs) hooping um and and that is if you can't figure that out then then you need to click off the video yeah like that Get is the difference. a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So I'm going to give you 12 names. I don't know how okay. long this is going to take. If it don't take long, then it don't. Like, who cares? Um, if we want to go into these names, if you like some of these guys, we can talk about them too. Whatever. I'm just going to give cool. you 12 names, and all you got to say is if they're a basketball player or a hooper. They're and they're a hooper. And then, and then why? Okay, so the first name, Jalen Brunson.
1: Jalen Brunson is a hooper. I, yeah. I, 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 His game is smooth. I love him a lot. The way he... Blew up in the Mavs for the playoffs last year, and what he's doing for the Knicks is amazing. He's definitely Hooper.
0: I was gonna say two years ago, if you asked me that while he was in college, I guess because I did watch him at Villanova for some reason. Usually, I'm not a huge college hoops guy, but I did watch him at Villanova for whatever reason. I would have said at the time, "Oh, this guy's a basketball player," because it was very like rigid. Like maybe because the college guys are very like they're overcoached a lot of ways. But it was, like, a rigid, like, get the ball over half, run the offense, pass, yep. pass, cut. Like, it was very, like, fundamental. Nowadays, dude, especially after last year, yeah, he has transformed into a hooper, which is rare. Rare, I would rare. even
1: agree with you even further in saying that, for me even, up until, like, maybe a month before playoffs, he was a basketball player. He became totally. a hooper to me in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> it was literally playoff time. It was, like, all of a sudden, yeah. like, he was, like, running O and, like, yeah. ISOs. I was, like, what the hell? I haven't seen this Effort yeah. kind of like one of those things we were saying earlier like some of the guys who see flashes. I didn't even see a flash of that, I didn't know no. he had that in him. No. I thought my whole life I was like, All right, backup point guard, great backup point guard. Yep, maybe maybe he starts three seasons with a good team, but that's yeah. this, this is going to be one of the league's best backup point guards. No, sir, no, sir, he's better than that. He's a hooper. Um, he's a hooper. good one. All right, Jimmy Butler.
1: I think people are going to hate me for this. I'm going to say basketball player. As weird as it sounds, I love Jimmy and he's a legit superstar when he wants to be in the playoffs. But what he's like based his game off of throughout his career, just like that grind that nose to the grindstone of just creating his whole offensive bag, if you will. He's a basketball player to me. A really good one, but not a hooper. He's a basketball player. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. I think that – and I think he'd love to hear this. I think he'd love to be known as a basketball (laughs) player and not a hooper because he likes to know that he grinded to get everything he got. Every point, every basket, it just seems like the most labored thing. Like, the game winner he hit against the Celtics, like – couple months ago he mm-hmm. literally ran in a circle under the basket came all the way back out and then took a fade in like two guys face and it looks like he literally just forces the ball in there's not a second while it's in the air while i'm like that's wet like it always yeah. is just barely hitting
1: yeah
0: uh and i really i respect his game he's awesome obviously i was talking about him earlier but totally basketball player i put him on here i have my like things written down for what i think each of these guys are um and so far two for two we're, two we're for in two agreement eye. let's see so, this is the next one. Bojan Bogdanovic.
1: All right. Call me casual. I always get them confused. Is Bojan the one that's on the Pistons right now? or Pistons, yeah. Well, the names are basically the same. so I That's it. why yeah. I always but get them confused. It is. Yeah,
0: it's literally Bogdan and Bojan. Like, are we serious? Uh, but, yeah, Pistons. It's
1: going to sound weird. I'm going to call him a hooper. Uh, yes. His game is really, really smooth. Especially yes, this, what I'm seeing right now in Detroit. I feel like he's been able to just... Obviously not playing alongside the Donovan Mitchell. Cade is down, so they're just like, Hey, Boyan, do something for us. Honestly, I'm low key waiting for him to get traded. But to me he's Yeah, a me too.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see him get traded. Um, hopefully, by the time this video is released, he is traded to a place yeah, that could use him. Um, but yeah, Bojan Bogdanovich, I have him as a hooper. I seen him hit some some shots. I'm like, okay, like that's 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 hooper <laughs> shit. That ain't like just like that wasn't a traditional drawn up play. Yeah, he didn't force it in. He didn't wait and watch it go in. Homie's shooting him, and he sometimes he's jogging back already. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, so he's a hooper for sure. Um, and I, people don't really know about his game, though. Very, the people
1: aren't familiar no, with his game. No, people don't. They, they're you not. Know? They're not familiar with his game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, with brother, but I was not familiar with your game.
0: Uh, favorite meme right now, by the way. So I'm oh glad my gosh. you said that. I use it every so day. Funny. I use it every day. I'm sorry, brother. I was not familiar with your game. Um, okay, Clay Thompson.
1: Oh, wow. I might get Clay Thompson's a basketball player for me. For totally. me, he's a basketball yes, he player. Yes. I like his game. He does have the ability from time to time to create his own shot. But it's, and you can say it's a stiffness, but it's almost like a textbookness. Like, to me, Clay has the most textbook jump shot I've ever seen in my life. And I will say Steph's the best shooter I've ever seen in my life, hands down. But Clay's shot somehow looks prettier than Steph's. Like, the form of it himself, you can tell. He spent endless hours in the gym working on it he's and it's not a bad thing he's one of the a very good basketball player but he's yeah
0: (laughs) he definitely is i i I completely agree i think clay it just looks like a robot almost you know like no offense whatsoever to the guy i love i love clay thompson when he's hot you know he does bug me as a guy sometimes but like i love his as a basketball player i love to see him get hot but man like it's just so rigid but it's automatic every single time is going to be the exact same and you know defense is at when he was at his peak defense was the next best part of his game
1: yeah exactly And a lot of
0: times these basketball players are more defensive minded and i feel yeah. like aside from the jumper that's really all he had there is no smooth handle there is nothing nothing feels smooth when he plays so i put him down as a basketball player but again really good one
1: really yeah. good one really, really good um
0: one. all right kevin porter jr
1: Kevin Burns Jr. is a Hooper, but he's a Hooper who I'm frustrated with a lot. I'm frustrated <laughs> with the Rockets as a whole a lot, and it's not necessarily, yep. I don't think, his fault. I just think he's put in positions. He's put in a position to try to be a playmaker, and he's not really a playmaker. and it's, It hurts his game at times, I think, but he's definitely a Hooper. Definitely.
0: I think he is almost the quintessential like playground Hooper. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. in a lot of like I like can feel I feel like I've played with him before. That's yeah. how it feels. Like I'm like the guy that's just shooting that extra two, three shots that he shouldn't.
1: Yeah. It's so he's yep. a hooper
0: to a fault, really. Yes. Um but he's a but he's I like watching him play for those reasons though. It's so smooth when he does a good move it's like ooh, ah, ooh, mm-hmm. ah. So he's really good like that. But I put him here as like a quintessential hooper. Um this one I have I am undecided. Maybe I haven't watched enough
1: Raptors games, but Scottie Barnes. I'm going to say Scottie's a basketball player, and it might be because I had maybe fall on the sword of maybe I haven't watched enough Raptors games. But even still, when I watch the Raptors, a lot of when Scottie thrives is in transition. A lot of when Scottie thrives is off of a defensive stops. It's not often, and I'm not saying he can't, but it's not often where it's like, Scotty, here's the ball, get us a bucket. It's, right. it's not often that I feel like I see that.
0: I feel like sometimes Hooper, the only the only thing with a Hooper that's kind of hard to um, define is like, where does passing play? Like, how does passing yeah. play into it? Like, because I wouldn't call, like, Luka Doncic is a Hooper. It's yeah. very smooth, obviously, to handle, but I think it's because sometimes he throws these passes. I'm like, how did you see that? Because yeah. basketball is almost like, who they are it's like their dna he's a hooper and so i wonder scotty he can he can pass and sometimes he throws some really good passes i'm like hmm that's very smooth of him to do mm-hmm. i didn't see that you know i wouldn't have done that as, yeah. in any scenario but um i think i'm leaning towards basketball player too but again i left that one undecided i put that on the board because yeah, i was like it's because i'm like i don't know maybe that's up to the people that's yeah that people. was up to the people <laughs> yeah let us know hooper or basketball player scotty barnes Ah, uh, maybe a Raptors fan knows. Okay, next, Russell Westbrook.
1: Oh wow. This is tough. So fun fact, Russ is one of my favorite players. Me too. I'm, a, I'm an too. undercover Thunder fan. Like when the Thunder had, you know, their big three, I was in love with him. Yeah. I'm going to say Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna to say a basketball player with a lot of energy. I love Russ, ah. but he's not a hooper. I love Russ, but there's mm. when I watch his game. There's not much smoothness I get from his game. I'll get fast, I get explosive, but to me, he's more of a basketball player with energy and attitude than a hooper to me. so here's
0: what I'm gonna say for me, he's a hooper at least well, actually, here's what I'm gonna say at his prime, he was a hooper for sure because I, I think with some of the sham gods, some of the passing that like is true in his prime, I feel like it's less of like a conversation. It's yeah. more of just Hooper but nowadays it's just all so much energy and it's so much based on just like the grit and love for the game which is a little tangent how how can you be a basketball fan and like not appreciate Russell Westbrook's
1: energy and passion I don't know I don't know like, cuz you it's what you...
0: it's everything to
1: me <laughs> NBA fans have think have there's two folds of NBA fans to me at least There's the NBA fans who, shout out to Kenny Beecham, his Enjoy Basketball brand, but there's guys who literally just enjoy basketball and just like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to have a good time. I can go to a middle school girl's gym and find something enjoyable to watch. Like, I just like watching people play basketball. But then there's like this other silo of fans who might love the NBA just as genuinely as the first silo, but they're like, love to nitpick things. And just they just love that. And I think Russ gets a lot Mm -hmm. of critics from that. You know, yeah. Fan base. I could I definitely um, get that for sure. But to your point, that's tough for me. I'm gonna go back to Hooper because you go you remind me of Russ's prime, and my all-time favorite Russ highlight is he gets a sham god at the top of the key. He pretends like he's gonna go up he dumps it off to <laughs> Steven Adams. That's my all-time Russ highlight. Totally. If I were to pick if I were to pick if I were to make a
0: five highlight reel with Russ, I might play that three times straight up cuz cuz and just at different angles. One's the sham, one's the fake yep. lay, and then one's just the dime which like he just yes. throws over his head like real smooth. Um that obviously the alley-oop from KD to him in the yep. playoffs, I believe. And then the play where he got the steal and that crazy and one against the Lakers in the playoffs. You know what Ooh, I'm talking I about? I remember
1: that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just love I can feel it right now. It hypes me <laughs> up. Just the, his his flex and his scream and he means it. And it he it could be like game 49 of the regular season, yes. an away game after a back-to-back, minute 36, he's down 15. He do not care. He will He is loving and really in every moment. And for that reason alone, like he's there to entertain. I love Russell Westbrook, always will. Um, So, yeah, I had to give him a little bit of love.
1: My fifth highlight for Russ, I agree with your first floor. My Uh, fifth is Russ, his MVP season. The first year he got a triple-double. It's one of the last games against the season against the Nuggets or the – it's either against the Nuggets or against the Grizzlies. I can't remember. But if they won that game, one of those two teams are going to be knocked out of the playoffs, and he solidified the Thunder's – Playoff berth and put a cap on averaging a triple double for that season. It was like one of the last games of the season. I, I think, remember it so vividly. He catches yeah. sideline out of sideline out of bounds and into him at like the the wing catch and shoot three. Like yeah, a deep three right behind. Stephen I remember Adams, that so set the screen. Just, I remember the was call electric. was great on that too. Yeah, the, the call. call was it was great, like yeah.
0: the, a historic ending yes. to a historic yes. season, whatever it yes. was. Yeah, I know exactly what <laughs> you're talking about. So that's it gives my me fifth chills life. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, um, that triple double season, man, it's just like oh. different than anything I've ever seen. I'll, and I think we'll ever see, yeah. at least for a long time. Because even five years ago it was much different than getting a triple double today. Oh, or, 100%. How long ago was that? Seven years ago, damn. Would, yeah.
1: Shit, been though. <laughs> Ugh, didn't like <laughs> hearing that. Crisis just sitting in there. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, even seven years ago, it was very different getting a triple double then than it is now. And yeah. because of Russ, I think, and uh, maybe James Harden too. You could argue some guys playing that heliocentric basketball where it's just about you. You know, like mm-hmm. you're you're the best player, so you should touch the ball the most. Um, so nowadays, I see triple double or someone averaging like Jokic is technically averaging a triple double. I'm not as lit up as I was with Russ. Yeah, um, I get that. And especially the fact that Russ did it like what, four straight times?
1: Yeah. And uh no one cared after crazy. the first one. No one, one cared. <laughs> after yeah, after the first one, no one cared. Everyone's like, oh, all right, it's over. We're done.
0: It We're was done. like all right, he's not it's not like he's averaging a t- he literally had three straight seasons, so he had like a triple, triple double. Three seasons straight.
1: Yeah, it is a triple, triple double, yeah. And one of those three also to think yeah. that the reason people don't care about triples anymore, triple doubles anymore is because of him. Like that's what yeah, makes it yeah, even crazy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, he had I can like talk
1: 100... about Russ for three hours. Me too, bro. He had like hundred and sixty triple
0: doubles in like four seasons. Like, bro, yeah. what are we? What are we talking about? What are we doing? Like,
1: <laughs> like what are we fucking? We
0: doing here? This is crazy. Um, I love Russ. Um, okay, I, I got two more. I got two more for. Okay, you. keep um, coming. A- Alec Burks. Wow. Alec Burks, I'm gonna give Hooper. I
1: like his game.
0: Alec Burks, too, I'm gonna give Hooper. Bro. I, I feel the same way. I think the only thing holding me back was maybe the rigidness in his shot giving me that Clay <laughs> yeah, feeling. Yeah, that's, that's was like, uh, but no, I'm, I'm going to give him Hooper. But the fact that he can like, he can just, he has and will, and like could average 20. Yeah. And like, it's kind of self-created and he can play a little bit of point. I'm like, eh, there's, an, there's enough there. He's a Hooper. There is enough know?
1: there. He's the Hooper.
0: Uh, last one, a recent uprising, Nick Claxton. Your guy.
1: Wow. This is a defensive guy, a basketball player, or a hooper. I'm going to give him a hooper only because what we talked about earlier when it comes to, like, how a guy moves on the court. Yes. His focus is defense, but his defense isn't rigid. It's a smooth, right? Uh, like, almost fluid defensive ability. I'll, I'll give him a hooper. Like, very similar... I would give like Evan Mobley a hooper for very similar defensive reasons because they have the right. smoothness to their game. But once again, Rudy Gobert, who maybe not so much this year, but I love Rudy's defense his years in Utah. I would have yeah. called him a basketball player. But totally. I would say all three of them are immensely impactful defensively.
0: If you're gonna be a, a hooper on defense, you need to be able to switch like wildly. Yes because yes. you need to just it's all about in the end it's just like are you in the right position defensively and if you keep putting yourself in that position and your footwork a lot of it has to do with your footwork a lot of your hooperisms yeah. are footwork that's why first person you thought of was Kobe cuz yeah. who had better footwork than Kobe you know exactly. nobody exactly. so um yeah that was a, it's always I forget who I first I like heard that. that from but it's a fun game i love to play it with my friends like cuz it's, sometimes it's not it's not that clear cut with most guys it's not clear cut yeah. Because um, some guys are like a f- close to 50 50 split, and everybody has a little bit of both in them, but it's just like some are much closer than others. Like, obviously, yeah. PJ Tucker has very little Hooper in him, and Jordan Clarkson <laughs> has very little basketball yeah. player in him. But like, especially once you get to those grades, though, like Shaq, what the fuck do you say about Shaq?
1: I would call maybe Shaq a Hooper. It's funny we brought, I have a. I have another comparison that falls right into this that's almost like a perfect balance, almost. When I think of the Clippers, I think of a Hooper and a basketball player. To me, as great as he is, I'm calling Kawhi a basketball player. Say it. I love Kawhi's game. He's absolutely amazing. Mid-range assassin. One of the best defenders in the league when healthy. He's a basketball player to me. Paul George is the Hooper. Now, if you ask me who's the better player, I'm going to tell you Kawhi's the better player. Yeah, yeah. So Hooper versus basketball player doesn't make you better or worse, but it's just such a perfect balance of Hooper and basketball player on that team to me.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this there's probably more basketball players than Hoopers out there. At least, oh, for um, sure. because you know, basketball players in the end, like you, you, you're better at a role, you know. Whereas the only role for a Hooper, if you're not the elite of the elite, is to be a scorer, and yeah. there's only about three, four scores per team, yeah. you know. So it's hard to be a Hooper and like a little a backup role player, you know. That's why yeah, I got like true. Peyton Pritchard, me and you are sitting here like. We're like, oh, it'd be cool to see him get an opportunity because in the end, he's a hooper. Mm-hmm. And unless he is allowed to hoop, he ain't as useful as a guy like Grant Williams, who is a basketball player, but you can put him in a role. So it's uh, exactly. they serve their own purposes. There's been some great basketball players, some great hoopers. Not, not knock somebody else. Hooper, exactly. obviously, you'd rather be a hooper. Facts. When, like, like, if you
1: just hold them to the park, I want to be a hooper, not a basketball player. Like,
0: yeah, but personally, me, I know me,
1: I'm a basketball player. Oh, I'm 100% a basketball player. I am not a hooper. I am a basketball, I am a fundamental hey, basketball player. It comes with this, though.
0: Hey, it comes with it does, this. It you got to know, you know your sport. If someone calls you a basketball player, it's like, all right, I know what I'm doing, at least. Yeah. You know? um, I was not gifted like some of these other people. Oh, no. I cannot no. dunk. But, man, I can I can think. And so that's that's always a good <laughs> distinction, too. Yeah. Um, Alright, last like full basketball question. Obviously tangents allowed and everything. This one is very open to interpretation. It was about rule changes. Actually, did oh, Am I answer yeah, that, yeah. Right that right now? Am I am I skipping ahead of question? Question
1: mark? Uh, you have the greatest versus best. Do you want to do that one?
0: Um, you know what? Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um how long have we been going for? Do you have any ideas? It's been like an hour.
1: I got I think forty minutes. I
0: think forty minutes. Okay, cool. That's perfect. That's great. This is going exactly as I envisioned. And I was about to let crazy. you know. I don't
1: know. How, I don't know how long you want your podcast to be, but I'm honestly not pressed for time. So however long you want to go, just perfect. Going. I that's like to.
0: I don't like to. All I like to do is just not cut people off. It, it, oh, if, it, okay. if that yeah, means yeah, yeah. it goes an hour, if that means it goes an hour forty five, usually it's between there. I just don't want to cut anybody off. That's kind oh, of like my,
1: perfect my thing. All my favorite podcasts are about that time. So
0: that's <laughs> that's why I made mine that way. Like, it was just by. I, it's just it so happens to be that way. But we'll start with the greatest versus best players. The only reason why I didn't think of that is because I didn't write it down. Because I thought this was something I could like think more off the cuff. Mm. But um, I like that example I sent to you. So the idea of what, what we're trying to say right now for everybody watching, the best basketball player versus the greatest basketball player is this conversation. I like to think of this in terms of franchises. The best franchise example would be, for me, the Miami Heat. Where it is very clear who the greatest Heat player and the best Heat player is. The best Heat player of all time, obviously LeBron James. Like Jordan never played there, Kareem never played there, Kobe never played there, so you you had no arguments. Um, However, if you were to ask Heat fans, who do you want your statue to be outside your arena? Who is your greatest Heat player? Yes. Let's say it's, it's probably Dwayne Wade. Yeah. You know, he's their guy. So I want to know where, where, what your thoughts are on this distinction, maybe how it plays into the
1: Jordan-LeBron debate, whatever. I want to know your thoughts. So one, I'm happy you asked that where it plays in the Jordan-LeBron debate because I'm not going to lie, this is where my mind went. And if we're being honest, I feel like I'm in the middle of a almost a midlife crisis when it comes to my basketball fandom in the GOAT debate. Growing up, you couldn't tell me anything else. I was Jordan, 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 Jordan. In high school, I was in high school in like 2012, graduated in 2012, right when LeBron was, you know, in the midst of his Heatles era. Hated LeBron. Absolutely hated LeBron. My best friend's a huge LeBron fan. It was perfect. Um, <laughs> it as was perfect. I've matured, yeah, as I've matured and gotten older, I'm like, mm, "Bron, I see the argument. So now I don't even, if somebody tells me Bron's their GOAT, I don't even have the, I'm like, it makes sense. And sure. this conversation, I think, is where we're going to ultimately end up with the GOAT debate, greatest versus best. Because there are still a lot of times, and I really do go back and watch Michael Jordan, I be, I'm like, I know who's doing this on the basketball court as right. an entity of a player just playing the game of the basketball. I'm like, who is doing some of the stuff that he's like, how did you think of this midair? Right. right, so, right. right. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are we watching right now? Ugh. So I can still say Jordan might be the best right but I'm not mad and I don't know if I'm ready to say it yet but I could see myself one day leaning saying LeBron is the greatest and I do think there is a distinction because greatness comes with accolades and it comes with longevity and it comes with like the history of it of what that meant and during that time but the best is like well what did you do when you were on the hardwood what did you do like who are you and what did you do when you were on the hardwood and that's why I think the Miami Heat's a great example, and I think this might be ultimately where we end up with the MJ and LeBron debate. Totally, dude. I think
0: uh, you nailed the right on the head, and I I feel like I don't know. We must just have a very similar basketball <laughs> mind because I'm going through the same <laughs> issue right now. But for me, it's a little less like passive. It's a, uh, of saying like, "Oh, if you think Jordan's the goat, that's fine." From I mean, or LeBron's the goat, that's fine. Now, as I'm I'm starting to think, like personally. LeBron might be oh, the coach.
1: I had this thought a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to make a video about this, so I'm just going to keep this thought <laughs> in my mind. Because <laughs> like not it's, ready to it's have so, these
0: conversations. it's been so wrong to me for years. Like oh, since yeah. I was, since I first fell in love with basketball, I was like, oh well, Jordan's the best to ever. Do this, and then especially during COVID, it's funny. Um, I got to watch a ton of old basketball games. You know, the last dance comes out, and then I got to watch full Jordan games. Obviously, most of them are his best games, but I get to watch full games. And you just get to see a guy be so much better than everybody else on the floor. So much better. It freaks me out. But then I started remembering, like, series where we play against LeBron or just, like, any series, any final series these past 13 years, 90% of them had LeBron in it. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. God damn, he's just the, he's that same fear of I, like this one man can do all this, and you know, in the end, I think for me it has come down to a two man conversation at least. Um, I'm not one of those Kobe guys, sadly. I love Kobe so much.
1: I love Kobe. I was never a Kobe guy either. I get it. But, that. I was a I, but I'm
0: a guy. Celtics fan too, so he, he was killing oh, that,
1: me. I get that. I get that. He, he was killing <laughs> I, I used to I used to hate him. I, I used love to Kobe. Hate I just him. never thought he was like goat debate type status. Yeah. I've always loved him. I just never thought he was like goat debate status. Personally.
0: Biggest issue with Kobe was that he was so similar to Jordan, mm.
1: but he I just wasn't yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: it's just like that's the only issue. It's sad, but that's the only issue. Because uh, if he played his game if he played like LeBron and he mm. ended up with five rings and it went the same way, I think he is in the goat debate. I get but since saying. it's so clear that Jordan and him have a little bit of a gap, and it's just in the same categories, I get that. It, it's what makes it clear. This is why the Jordan-LeBron debate's been so hard to do, to have, even five years because ago. Because they're different. Because they're different. So, yeah. but now it's just he's so good, <laughs> to where even those people that were invalid because it was invalid to say he was the goat more than six years ago. Like it was invalid. Yeah. yeah, yeah But now, yeah, 100%, 100%, now they're all getting yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all getting validity now because yeah. now he actually is, and has been for so long, been that guy. And man, it's really been a problem in my head. It's been Random a real full issue.
1: circle question. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about this. We're talking about MJ. We're talking about Bron. And I'm thinking, I'm visualizing watching both of these guys in my head. Is Bron a Hooper or a basketball player? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Because we have these conversations, people say all the time, Bron doesn't really have a bag. He's not really, he, like, he's not uh, hezy-tween, cross-cross, you know. He's not. He, he, he's but he, not, he's going to get you know? to the basket at will, for sure. Of course. Of course he can,
0: you know. And he is more of a mind player in he a lot is. of ways. He moves somewhat rigid. You ever see him play, like, really hard defense? Like, yeah. really hard? And it looks, like, it looks like, remember in the All-Star game a couple years ago, the really good one? When um, Kawhi was, like, trying to take the last shot. He was going back and forth. And LeBron was moving kind of like this. And, like, (laughs) that was – I, I for that reason and that reason alone, I might have to say he's a basketball player.
1: I thought basketball player. When I asked the question, I thought basketball player.
0: Hold on. We just solved the GOAT debate. LeBron is the greatest (laughs) basketball player of all time, and Jordan is the greatest hooper of all time. We just solved the goat debate. Yeah, we just solved the goat debate <laughs> with with a stupid question, <laughs> my basketball versus
1: hooper question, because that's what they are. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, because I'm like, Jordan's obviously a hooper, but I'm like, I think LeBron's a basketball player. He
0: is, and that's why it's so hard to give him goats. That, especially some of these old older guys that saw Jordan. It's like it just hooper. looked different. It just yeah. he's just a hooper. It just looks smooth that. and legit. Whereas LeBron's just like running in there and like. Just yeah. throwing, this dunking on people like Giannis will one day have this issue. Um, that's why Very Tim Duncan true. doesn't rank as high. It's hard to rank Very a basketball true. player like up because it just doesn't look as clean. Mm-hmm. But um, and I think maybe that's why me and you are having our revelations as we get as we watch more LeBron because as he's gotten further on in his career with the more post game, a little bit more of like yeah. a deep three point bag, like yeah. he's starting to have more Hooperisms. Yeah. So we are we are willing to concede sometimes. Uh, it's an interesting conversation, but it LeBron is. is a basketball player for sure.
1: He is. LeBron is a basketball player. <laughs> that's so funny. They I'm one of the tweet greatest. That after this,
0: <laughs> yeah. So everyone has to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You tweet that out. Everyone's like, Park. What are you talking about? Obviously. Like, what What do you mean by this? And you're like, you'll see. You know. You'll
1: see if you know you. Know. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, that's interesting. That's a really good one. So how about for your franchise? We'll do both of our franchises. Mm-hmm. Who is your best player? And then Uh-oh. who is your greatest maybe they're the same too that's very possible
1: so greatest Sixer I think I gotta go MJ I mean excuse me Dr. J like I feel Dr. like I have J. to go Julius Irving it's it goes way back that's also the last time he won the title um right. <laughs> <laughs> he has the accolades so. you know like he's a legend to the city he's a legend to the franchise I you know what excellent question I was just at six, the Sixer Stadium a couple weeks ago I don't know if Dr. J has a statue in Philly. If he doesn't, he definitely deserves one if he doesn't. They got to get but, going on that. Yeah, I can't remember if he does. i have to look it up after this. I'm going to say best, call it recency bias, I'm going Joel Embiid. I what was, was going to say. Like, I'm going Joel Embiid. I thought AI for a little bit, but, I mean, pound for pound, sure, AI. Yeah. But just a straight-up comparison, I'm going Joel as our best player. Yeah,
0: where does AI rank? Like, I mean, obviously, he'd be third best, I probably yeah, assume. Yeah. But, like... Where does he fall in in Sixers' culture? Especially if, if like, Joel wins a championship with this team. You know, like, if you guys win the next five years, <laughs> yeah, like, where yeah. does he – because then he's, like, the little brother to Joe and Dr. Yeah. J, you
1: know? AI, you because of his impact, I guess I'll say, and how much he embraced Philly's just culture um, mm. and how much of an impact he had on just the culture of basketball. Like, he was a Hooper's Hooper. that He, he will always be able to – be just in the hearts of Sixers fans. Like when AI shows up to a game, the, the arena goes crazy showing him love. When AI shows up to any event in Philly, he's always getting love shown to him, and he always shows love back to the city. So as long, honestly, if Joel wins in some crazy world five championships, and we're having goat debate conversations, and Joel and Beads in the conversation, yeah, AI will always be brought up when you bring up Philly basketball. He will always. Do you think there's Philly fans out there that would
0: say AI is the greatest sixer over Dr. J? Or probably not.
1: 100% they would. My brain thought (laughs) about it. I thought about it. Like, completely honestly, I thought about it for him. I was like, is AI? But I'm like, no, it's got to be Dr. J. But yeah, that's how much we love AI. That's how. Because also, we realize, like, him being this small guard, putting on this amazing show of this small guard that a lot of philly people like maybe like oh i can see myself in him very very not exactly but very similar to how much this generation loves steph curry of like this small guard who is taking the league by storm putting this team on his back we go to the finals we win a game over the lakers like sixers fans to this day just off that one game we won against those lakers you can't tell us we didn't win that chip you can't tell us you didn't win <laughs> for that real, shot. dude. It's one game, you know. But hey, that one game we didn't win over that, that team,
0: winning that one game over that team, yeah. Like well, that they solidified. beat everybody else up until that point.
1: They beat everybody yeah. else up until that point.
0: They literally did. They didn't. That was literally the only game. They that lost, was their bro. only
1: loss that playoff run. Yeah. Hey, so, so you can't tell AI fans. otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, you can't tell Sixers fans otherwise that they, they love AI. Yeah. So I was wondering. I thought I almost thought not like that was like locked in, but I thought you were gonna say AI. Um, but Dr. J, obviously. You know, and that might like be. That
1: guy. So my stepdad's a huge Dr. J fan, so that might be some mm-hmm. of him trickling down because he was like, right. "Oh, as a kid, oh, watch these Dr. J highlights, watch these Dr. J highlights." He was like, "Oh, I used to saw doc- I saw Dr. J as a kid. It's like he poured wow. so much like Dr. J love into me that like he's well, he Dr. He, J's on my wall. Like Dr. J's my guy. Like <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yo, Dr.
0: J like to to that generation was their AI. You know, like, yes. he was a real cool dude that just like. You know, made basketball cool. Really, yeah. like, and that's a lot of times it's all it takes. Like Jordan was cool as hell, you know, and like these guys yeah. are just cool.
1: Yeah. Another
0: issue with LeBron, I don't know how many guys are like, damn, LeBron's so like he's funny and he's fun uh, and he's like yeah. a good dad and he's like nice stuff like that. He's, he's like, like very so charitable bad at
1: this point. Like he's like. Like I see clips of Brian, I was like, "Oh, you are a father, sir!" Like that is a you're like you were. I know you say dad jokes at the dinner table. Like totally, you are a father. like you know. Whereas like Jordan was like a fierce, like yeah,
0: scary competitor. AI yeah. was like scary, like Kobe, scary. Even Doc, but Dr. J was just like smooth as hell, like Walt yeah. Frazier, guys that like changed the culture. Yeah. Um, they just they're just cool, you know. Whereas even like a guy like Larry Bird, like Larry Bird was cold as hell. Like you he know, was. he was real Larry cold. Larry Bird was cold. And, and he was a white dude doing it, at like yeah. you know, and like and everyone was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> um, but it's just the way it is. And uh, I wonder if that also goes into against LeBron. Interesting, very interesting. Uh, okay, on to my last basketball question: What is a Ooh. rule change that you would want to see? And uh, if you don't have any or like aren't thinking of any, I have three to float
1: out there as well. Gotcha. I got one. So Good. this one. A little bit of recency bias. We all saw, everyone was talking about it these last couple of weeks when Jason Tatum fouls LeBron James and that game goes into overtime, the Lakers end up losing, right? I was not necessarily that invested in the game. I thought it was a great game. But one of the things that I was watching it with my wife and she was like, well, why didn't they challenge it? And I explained, it's like, oh, well, since it was a non-call, the coaches can't challenge, yada, yada. And then I was thinking of this and I was like, I wonder if I wish coaches would be able to do a challenge for a non-call. And they'd have to make some sort of stipulations of when you could do it, this, that, and the third. I don't know exactly what that would look like. Does a coach have, like, a, a button he can press that forces a timeout to happen? or Like, you know, I don't know right. what that exactly would look like. So um, I wrote down a challenge on a non-call. Or um, when you do challenge and it's successful, you get that challenge back, similar to, like, the NFL.
0: Definitely. I think that's the... that That
1: should be, like next That's year. a no-brainer. Like, that's a, that's that's a no-brainer one. <laughs> one. Yeah, I <laughs> love part, that idea. You got to think about it a lot, and I don't know if it would really that's, work in practice. But <laughs> yeah. the second one's a no-brainer.
0: So The person coming up with that first rule would need like a hundred plus K salary
1: just to oh, yeah. do like you make all, it work? All, the, yeah.
0: <laughs> all the stuff to figure that out to really make it work nice. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of how you can make that work. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. There is, uh, but that, yeah. is the, that is like the ideal. That's how ideas are created. You know, like you come up with the ideal scenario and then we try to make it work as best we can and then you know version a comes out then we find issues version b version c next thing mm-hmm. you know boop you have an iphone or like whatever you know it, that's just no what but happens. seriously exactly so i think you definitely need to keep saying that like in general maybe make a video on it one day just stuff like we need this to be possible keep the yeah. keep this dialogue open someone will figure it out you know yeah uh, but yeah, definitely the, the the calls are tough.
1: It's tough to be an official. Oh, Along no, that that's line, the whole thing. it's impossible to be an official. I couldn't. Me my boys were talking the other day. I was like, "There's no way I could be an NBA ref. There's no. absolutely no way." Because I know all the rules. Doesn't no, matter. You have yeah exactly. I could. I know all the rules, but I don't think. I think just how we say basketball players are like super high in terms of like hand eye coordination, reaction speed, stuff like that. I think NBA refs and just professional refs in general are just slightly below that because you have to have be able to perceive stuff just as fast as these players moving to see those nuances. Have, uh, like you have to be an elite athlete yourself almost to be a ref. Like it's crazy.
0: I see umpires in baseball when they call out or safe at first base, I'm looking at it like <laughs> it'll be like boom. Yes. And they always get first base specifically. They always, they always get it right. right. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck? It makes yeah. no sense to me. Uh, I've always noticed that as a kid. I was like, how do they? Because I look at it. You're seeing it on TV, and it's hard to tell.
1: Yeah, on TV, but, I, mean, um, I couldn't see it. And I don't notice until they slow it down a bajillion times. Yeah, they
0: slow it down. I'm like, all right, they were right, whatever. Um, I give them no <laughs> props when they're right. Zero props. But, like, if they mess up, I think a rule change, maybe to just add a little bit of integrity to it, make the refs meet the media. For ten minutes Ooh. after the game, no finding them. They don't make enough money to find them. Yeah, yeah I did see that's somebody serious.
1: say that on Twitter a couple weeks. ago I was like, geez guys, like that's you, mean." They, they got kids, for? you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got kids, and they, they only probably make like what hundred something plus kids? Yeah, not only, but like, what are you gonna do? I get find them? Twenty five hundred? Like that's weird. So exactly. I think that it would be a good idea to just put them in front of the media for five minutes after, or ten minutes, and just let them ask questions. And if they have to be shamed, if it's shaming, then that's what it is. And it's there. Because otherwise that's a they good can hide, point. and then like if they that. don't, it, and if they do hide, the, another issue is then the fans and the players are the ones that are gonna take it out on them during the next game. Oh,
1: a hundred percent, a hundred percent.
0: And that's not good for them either. So you'd rather it be channeled through the media, and at least like there's an answer, and you're not just yelling at a wall. You see him at the next game, and you're like, oh, say something you probably will regret. Um, so that's an idea. That was one of my rule changes that I wrote down. Um, like another that one. one. That's, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. And then this like is this one. is the last one I'm gonna say to you. I'm not even gonna say the other ones because this is the only one that I've ever really put thought into. We know how a basketball court works dimensions wise, ish. You know, like you know, it's the same size, whatever. Three point line goes around, and then it's a straight line. Yep. What if it just went to the out of bounds? You got rid of the corner three. Basically, is what I'm saying.
1: Ah. So like so, some YMCA's and stuff like that where you don't have yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so my my reason for saying that or just have a go straight
0: line across the top. Like just get rid of all I think that that would bring back the post, it would bring back the mid-range game, oh, 100%, bring back yeah. the iso game and I think it keeps guys from PJ Tucker from being useful. I have a, a gripe against no, PJ yeah, Tucker I get a little it, bit because he I just get sits it, in yeah. the corner and, yeah, and it's he like he, he spaces <laughs> out the defense so much. He's he's just as valuable as like some other guys, like really good shooters out there. Grant Williams has the same issue. I'm like, why are they why are they this good at off like offense? Just because they can spread the floor like that yeah. bothers me. If
1: yeah. you put it
0: to 25 plus feet across, they're not shooting that. I promise you, and not at a good clip. So I feel like oh, if yeah, you no. could. Back it up and just get rid of the corners. I I think that would help a lot of the NBA's overspacing. I really do think that would help. I like that
1: idea. I like that Um, idea. I would like to see a couple of games like that.
0: Total. That's the that's the biggest thing with all the ones that I wrote. I would want to see how it would look. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's a massive change, but like I think the four-point line seems gimmicky to me.
1: Yeah, uh, I've always felt that way too. i I was like, uh, what are we gonna put? Like a circle or a second line? I, yeah, I really never... the
0: circle, like the Globe Trotters. You ever been
1: to a Globe Trotters? Yeah, exactly. Game? I was like, it's like that's what makes. That's what I think of when I see it. Like, are we gonna put a circle? Yeah. or it's pretty dope, low key. Yeah,
0: um, but again, that's that's like the WWE of basketball. That's all. A show. Exactly. So like, exactly. We're gonna do that. We're gonna make the show the game. Um, but the three point line, like that, must have felt gimmicky. You know, at oh, the time I'm sure
1: at one point. Yeah, I'm sure I
0: bet for the whole first like 10 years. It was around. Everyone's like, yeah, no one even uses that thing.
1: Exactly. Now look at it.
0: It's everything. Yeah. It's the entire game. Or what if you just made the court a little wider and made it the same distance? all around? So
1: that's yeah, I think both of those are really, really good solutions, because one of the things that keeps guys like B.J. Tucker in is their ability to hit that corner three. But like you just said, they're not good shooters from like the top of the arc. They can hit no. the corner three because it's the shortest three, and it's the easiest three ball to hit.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it would give more value to a guy like like who's better. Like, I think Robert Williams, Nick Claxton, they're better than P.J. Tucker. Yeah. But sometimes you need to play, or, or Grant Williams, but sometimes you need to play P.J. or Grant just because they can step they out can two that. feet further. But when you get rid of a lot of the spacing, um, you only have room for maybe two shooters on the floor at one time. Because – you couldn't even line, line up five guys. Yeah. Then yeah. you want Rob, you want Lob, you want Nick Claxton, you want a guy that can score in the ISO at the midy. I think that it would just add a lot. And I agree. Um, yeah, so it's something I've, I've been thinking about a lot recently. And again, probably to no avail because like, who the fuck <laughs> is gonna who's gonna put you know the corner three ball? But um, they'll test yeah, it in the G
1: League first. <laughs> Yeah,
0: right. The G League would be a good test for it too. They got and there's a lot of talent down there in the G League. Yeah,
1: I like. The they G test League. a lot of stuff. The uh, 14 second shot clock off an of offensive rebound that was tested in the G League first.
0: Good idea too. Also, yeah. I think it helps speed up the game a little bit. Oh, it, I like it. It somewhat devalued the offensive rebound, which for me being uh, I was an offense. That's what I did. It's funny. I was a, I'm six foot, and I played center. I was are really we, small. Are we
1: Ebony and Ivory right now? <laughs> I'm six feet wait, tall and wait. I played center in high school. <laughs> 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 and I was on the court because I could rebound well. I was scrappy. I was a basketball player. We'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah, we might. Totally, totally. All right, yeah. Okay, somewhere. you know what? Let's just. I'm looking in the mirror right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right, we, Ebony and Ivory. Good, that's, that's that's good. That'd be a good name of a podcast, Ebony it and would. Ivory. Um, all right, so then topic number three, we're going to get on to kind of your journey into making content and basketball and everything. So first question, I think I get a little bit of a... I've had a little bit of insight on it, which is great, because now I get to see the whole answer. But what made you fall in love with basketball? Who, what, what team, what moment, what was it?
1: So it's a... It was funny. When I, when you wrote this question down, I was like, oh, I love these type of things. I'm, I like talking about myself. I'm selfish. What can you say? But, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> everyone does. Uh, so first, fun fact about me. That's why I say I'm a basketball player. First time I played basketball ever was freshman year in high school. Like, first time I ever even attempted oh, wow. to pick up a ball. Complete garbage. Like, trash. Like, dog water. <laughs> Complete garbage. But I gave it a shot. I loved it. Shout out to my coach. He gave me a shot, and he worked with me, right? So that freshman year have that basketball season i'm like all right i like this thing called basketball that summer after freshman year i go to summer camp like just a week-long basketball camp you stay there it was great mom sent me fell in love with it a little bit more that sophomore season is where i like really got into it because at that point i'm like okay i went to this camp i loved it i also now want to play but i also want to watch i just want to consume basketball so that nba Mm. season going to my sophomore year that 20 2009 2010 season I'm consuming so much basketball. We we get NBA TV that year. So I'm watching NBA TV all the time. I wait I come home from school and I'm reading David Aldrich articles on nba.com. Like yeah. and to this I made this TikTok. Probably I was scrolling for it to find it uh back in January of 2021 I want to say I made it. Um talking about the game that like I vividly remember is like yo NBA is Absolutely amazing. And it was January 1st in 2010. Kobe's game winner against the Kings. They were down like 20 for most of that game. Kobe goes crazy in the fourth quarter. He's a game winner. They inbound the ball to Pagosol at the top of the key. Kobe fakes like he's coming towards Powell, fades away from him, goes to the left corner. Powell hit him, cashes for three, and he just stands there with his hands up like this. And I'm just like, me being a sophomore, I'm like, this wow. is amazing. I absolutely love this. So continue to watch basketball. That happens in January. Come March, March Madness, my coach goes, hey, Hawk, they called me Hawk since high school. That's been like my name since forever. But he's like, hey, Hawk, watch the Butler Bulldogs. They have, um, I had to write his name down. Matt Howard was the Butler Bulldogs center at the Matt time. Howard, A guy who very similar to me at the time he wasn't necessarily undersized but he wasn't crazy athletic but he was scrappy he could rebound well offensive rebound well and he got a lot of buckets just off of putbacks just hard work and being a scrappy basketball player that's who i was so i end up watching the butler bulldogs go through this i'm just watching them at this point like i started around in 64 i don't i'm like i don't watch college ball i don't know any of these teams Turns out this team is the team that ends up losing to Duke only by two in the championship game. So I'm like, I see this team go on this amazing almost championship run. I'm like so invested. And at that point, I'm like, oh, I'm hooked. So now (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm hooked. And then from there, it's like continuing to go to more basketball camps. That summer after my uh, sophomore year, my high school was like a high school, middle school, and elementary all in one. So that summer before I go to my basketball camp, I'm helping out the elementary kids as a coach at their basketball camp, coaching alongside my, at the time, basketball coach. So, like, wow, that f- freshman a little bit, but really my sophomore year of high school just solidified my love for basketball, and I've loved it ever since.
0: Really? Wow. So that was, um, you said, like, 2010, 2011?
1: Yeah, 2010. 2010 was yeah. the year that Kobe game and the year that uh, Butler went to the national child.
0: Yeah, so I'm, like, five years younger than you. Actually, gotcha. I don't know if you I don't know if you realize that from our conversation. I realized you you were a little older than me throughout the talk, but um, Oh, yeah. I'm I'm the it, old guy on the internet. <laughs> well my well my it's funny though, I like talking to people that are about five years older than me more than people my age. My sister's gotcha. like five years older than me. A lot of my cousins are a little bit older than me. I just am used to talking to people more in your age than my age, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda of funny. Um but yeah, so I was thinking uh, similar thing for me. I was the same type of player, um, but I played like my whole life. Like I've been playing since I was, mm, man, like second grade, first grade. Oh, nice. Man. Um, and I was a, uh, and I always loved it. Like my my whole family plays hockey, so I, But I didn't like the way the skates felt on my feet, <laughs> so I was like, "What's the other winter sport I can play?" And they were like, What's "You can play that? hoop." And my dad, my dad didn't love it, but you know, he was always my dad's the greatest guy in the world. So he hooked it up. He helped me. He uh, let me play hoop, basically. and I, But again, that's probably what made me a basketball player is like a hockey background in a yeah. basketball player. So I love to hit people. I loved yeah. to, you know, I fouled out a lot. I was just that type of guy. A <laughs> um, couple technicals in my day, you know. Uh, I just loved, like, the energy. That's why I love Russell. You know, I love energy. I get that. Yeah. I think it that was the best thing that I could attribute to a team was, like, my energy. Um, and I, and I feel like the, I guess the the thing that made me fall in love with it, I love how vivid that memory is in your head of like the oh, Pau Gasol yeah. pass yeah. to Kobe, catch, <laughs> shoot three. It's like, Oh my God. For me, it was a moment outside of basketball surrounding the NBA. I remember it was cause I started to learn a lot about basketball when I was young. Like I was little and I think it was the summer 2010. So about the same time as you, honestly, funny enough. <laughs> uh my dad asked me because he know he knew about hockey but i knew about basketball he asked me like, for the first time like my opinion on something it was about where like where do you think lebron's gonna go dan
1: ah uh, yeah that was the question
0: and that's i just a remember big sitting moment there. for a
1: kid i get that though that's a big moment it was
0: it was a big moment for me like i that was my area of expertise for the first time you know like what do i what do i think and he really meant it and um i sat there and i just remember saying you know dad I have a hard time seeing him leave Cleveland, but I think he's gonna go to the Heat, oh, and, wow. and 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 because I think my childishness helped me because I didn't realize that that was like so taboo to go like to a different <laughs> team, you know that that didn't happen before yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, I think he's gonna go to the Heat like with Dwayne Wade. And uh, my dad was like, oh, whatever you say, like, you know, he was like, that's sick. (laughs) My kid's an idiot, basically. And I remember the decision. I remember him saying, I'm going to take my talents down to South Beach. Yeah. And me basically, instead of being like, oh, I was like, I'm right. I told you so. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it was that moment where I was an expert and I knew what I was talking about made me fall in love with it so it's more my hu- my hubris than anything like i was just so prideful in like what i knew so maybe you just want to learn everything so i've watched yeah. countless games and i know all the stats from all the seasons i've probably watched this season the least just because my life's been the most busy but even so i still would say i know more than about 95 percent of that. fans
1: no, i get that yeah
0: uh but yeah so it's it's funny that you know the exact moment too because i remember my my moment as well i think most people would honestly um now on to more like you as a person what gave you like confidence to push you to make basketball content what gave you your confidence to be able to turn on a camera because most people won't do that
1: yeah i would say it was looking Looking back on my life, you know, when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when I saw this question, I was like, "Yeah, why? what made me want to do this? And so I was legit, like, trying to just look inwards and be like, well, why? Why do I have this? Like, because it's a legit desire. Like, I want to turn on the camera every time I do it. Like, I want to press record, press edit, press upload. Like, I, lo- I love that process. Um, but looking back, I've always, I wrote down in my notes, I've always been a performer. So in high school, I mm-hmm. was... In my choir in high school, I was in, I played basketball. Um, I was in two stage plays. I was in a small group quartet. In college, I was an acapella group. I was a tour guide and I was an RA. Like, I I like to do things. Like, I've always loved to do things with people. I'm the dude who just signs up to do stuff. I like being a part of things. But along the way and through all of that, I've learned and realized after looking at it, it's like all of that stuff or at least most of it happened on a stage. Like, people were watching me. I was talking to people. I was singing to people. I was performing in front of people. So I've always, like, had this desire to perform, if you will. Um, and I think that's kind of laid the foundation for the confidence to, you know, start to turn on the camera and, you know, start making content.
0: It's second nature for you, really, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: that's, yeah. it's kind of like just – it's almost like you didn't have to build the confidence. It was just – there i mean maybe and i think maybe maybe the confidence was being built while i was doing other stuff but now it's literally like i can and i don't always i call myself a um introverted extrovert like at my core i'm an extrovert i can if you ask me to if you need me to if i want to i can talk to anybody i can make a conversation with anybody i can find something in common with almost anybody but because i like to have at least on the surface level, a lot, I find a lot of things interesting. So that helps me in having conversations with people. Like say I, you love insects. Like, oh, well, I sometimes watch random insect videos on TikTok when I'm scrolling and I see ants. <laughs> it stops so me. You know true. what I mean? Like like just so random true. random stuff um, that has, I guess you say, given me the confidence to talk to people. But I say introverted extrovert because if you let me, I can just chill and do nothing and I don't need to talk to everybody. But every now and then when I want to, I like to get that... Outlet, if you will.
0: If my friends
1: are watching this right now,
0: they're going to be like, wow, this guy is exactly like you. (laughs) (laughs) Because maybe like two episodes ago about my podcast, I was talking about this exact type of thing. I said, well, because I I know what the... Let me gather my thoughts. The psychology class I took last semester. I'm okay. almost done with school, by the way. School's almost nice. over, so nice. almost out. Um, <laughs> but last semester I took a psych class and they were describing the real definitions of introvert and extrovert. And an introvert it gets their energy from their alone time. An extrovert gets their energy from people. I feel like I'm very social. I'm very good at talking to people. I'm very interested in what they're interested in. I think people with interests and projects and passions, I love to talk to them because it just... It gives me like fire, yes. so I guess in those ways I'm extroverted, but I can I could live the rest of my life by myself. <laughs> like, I get that, and I and I'd have so much energy I'd be completely fine. Whereas if I'm out too much, I'm like I need a time alone because yeah. I think my it my time alone is where I get the charge, and t- to then be very like much like a golden retriever once I'm with people, you know. <laughs> so I say the same thing. I'm like I'm an introvert disguised as an extrovert, you know, like you wouldn't know it. You'd think based on talking to me that I get my energy from you. It's like, not really. I'm getting my energy when I'm resting and I'm like, I don't know, like I'll I'll read or I'll write or I'll watch basketball. That's where I'm getting my energy. And then I bring it out to the world.
1: Yeah. So it's really funny you you say that. I don't get the energy from those conversations. Like you said, I genuinely enjoy them. Like they're not draining me. I'm having a great time. Like I love the conversation but at the end of the day, I am going to enjoy just sitting around and just in some peace and quiet for a little bit like I get it totally totally totally
0: um yeah definitely that's a, that's 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 an awesome conversation and now with that in mind um there's a lot of people out there that are doing a lot of cool things that want to do cool things that don't and that is my biggest pet peeve that is my biggest issue with mm. anybody it's it's so it's someone it makes me really sad to hear someone that's so talented. All my friends, everyone that, you know, think about all, all the talent, you know, in your life, you know, and they don't do anything, they don't want to follow through on it. So being someone that, you know, not saying you're you've achieved all your goals and dreams, but you're doing it <laughs> like yeah, you are I doing it. Saying. Yeah, I'm doing it, too. Like we're both doing the thing that we want to do where would you give that person, like, the push? Like, how, how do you think they should go about it? What are some words or advice you have?
1: I would say, as simple as it sounds, like, just start. Like, just just try it, you know? Um, because, yeah, and while I have had those conversations, these same conversations I've had with family members, friends, heck, my mom even, like, has dreams that she wants to do. I'm like, Mom, just, like, I've seen your talent. Your talent is it. Just go for it. Just do it. And sometimes people ask me because they'll be like, like you said, I'm doing it, if you will. Um, And I share with them like, well, I didn't just, for me at least, I didn't just start this good on camera or this good with like my setup and stuff like that. Like, it's funny. (laughs) Early, the other day I went through and I was like, well, what was like some of my old stuff? Like I've been making, my first video I've ever uploaded to YouTube was July 1st, 2012. I was a senior in high school. So I've been trying to create videos on the internet in some way, shape or form for like 11 years now. And some of them have been more successful than others, but honestly this current iteration of videos is the first time I've had a following, if you will, like a community that I'm building. Uh, Like I have a discord that people wanted to join and we talk basketball in the discord, like it's all new and like crazy to me sometimes, but I go back and I'm watching in some of the videos, of course, like first video, I'm like, Oh, this is hilariously bad. Like what was (laughs) I thinking here? I look crazy young, but at the same time I'm watching, I'm like, this is still me though. Like as weird as it sounds when I was watching these videos, like the weird quirks that I noticed in my own personality, the uh, down to like the cadence of my speech, the, the way I talk with my hands so much, like so much of that was already just like in a video that I uploaded randomly in 2012. Like, Mm -hmm. so when I tell people to just do it or just start, or let me say, encourage people to just do it and just start. It might not turn into what you initially think it's going to be. It might not turn into what you think the goal is, but I would say at least give it a shot because if it's something that you're enjoying the process along the way, try it. Like just, just try it because Oh, 11 years of those videos, wasn't nobody watching them. I'm going back. It's like two views, three views. But I remember in those moments, I was hyped for those two views in 2012. I was so hyped for those two views in 2012. (laughs) I was enjoying the process. Like, even now, if I upload something and I'm like, ah, I think this is going to be a banger. And I'm like, ah, all right. I mean, it got some views, but it wasn't a banger like I thought it was. But when I look back, I enjoyed the whole process. Like, I enjoyed the whole process of, like, Oh, I have this basketball idea, for example. Oh, I enjoyed the process of putting the notes together, turning the camera on, opening up Premiere and editing the video. Like the, from mm. start to finish, I still have the passion for just doing it. And also the last, I guess, thing I'll say before I get off my soapbox is don't be afraid to like pivot as well. Like so for me in yeah. this current iteration, I started posting on like TikTok and YouTube in the fall of 21? I think right, yeah, right before the 21-22 season. Um, And going into it, it was like a whole lot of like designated TikToks, and I would go live once a week to just like get all my basketball thoughts out. And one live stream, it was great. And it was super fun. It pushed me creatively and stuff. It was the first time ever like trying to put on a live show of like with segments and and stuff and like interacting with the audience in the chat. Like it was great. And then maybe like a month or two ago, it didn't feel like it pushed me creatively anymore. I still enjoyed the social interaction of interacting with the chat, the guys in the Discord, all that was great. But I just, it would be like a month and I was just like, I don't feel like streaming at all this month. Like I just wouldn't want to do it. And so I pivoted yeah. again, again to, it's not something I've done in a while, but just creating designated like 10, 15 minute thought piece videos of like, I have this thought about this player right now. Let me just make this video something I don't normally do or haven't done in a while. But I found that I'm loving the process again. Like I found that it's able to s- fuel this creative fire that I have in me that I want to just do stuff. And I think that's for whatever it is with a person. If like you have something you want to do, one, just try it. Two, know it might take forever to maybe turn into what you want it to do. But if you're not enjoying it at the time, that's okay. You can try something different. Because also, that's a great point. In 2012, the only Common thread since every video I've posted of 2012 to now is that they've just been a video. Back in 2012, I was talking like pop culture, just random thoughts, celebrity reactions, just whatever I felt like talking about in my little high school, you know, college mind or whatever. And then eventually that evolved into basketball. I didn't post a basketball video for, for the first time until like 2019. So like wow. it's, just, it's just years of pop culture or whatever I just felt like talking about at the time. I just knew yeah. I wanted to, to create a video. That's the only th- through point. I just knew I wanted to make some sort of video. The content yeah. of it has changed over the years.
0: That's a that's a. I'm listening to you more than I think anybody else will. <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> it's good for me to hear because. Um, <laughs> Honestly, so I've done 89 of these, which is a lot. Yeah, I when started, you said that, I was like, that
1: is a lot. That's impressive. Yeah, like,
0: it's a lot. That is that is it, a lot. It, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I just came up so pat on the back.
1: Nah, it's good to
0: see. It's a great, like, backlog of work. Yeah. It's a great, like, you know, personal resume builder. Like, I feel good about it because it's 89 different people. It's, like, yeah. it's been a different person every time. And my goal, my new goal, because now I think, and it's funny because it's taken me two years to get here. All right, I'm almost I'm closing in on 2 years by the time I get mm-hmm. to 100 people. When I get to my 100th interview, it will be about 2 years and I feel like that will be a good time for me to do a pivot. And not because I'm not enjoying this, which is kind of crazy to say cuz like if I'm enjoying this why would, I, why would I not do it? But I see areas now that I didn't see when I started where I can make it better. Like yeah. maybe maybe the answer is to make to, instead of taking this hour and a half and posting it and posting it everywhere, maybe the answer is to cut it into 20 minutes, you know, save the full one for myself and like post it elsewhere, but cut it to 20 minutes or maybe focus it on a certain subject. Like this was the most focused conversation I've ever had. They're all so random. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but if this is so focused and I'm really enjoying this and like I reached out to you, maybe I should be reaching out to more creators or maybe I should be trying to find more people. I was always scared to do zoom cause I didn't know how to do this, mm-hmm. but why I'd be scared. I can just look it up. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. that deep. So I think, uh, definitely hearing that from you and like hearing like, you know, the time you've put in, like, it's not really about what people are watching, but like what you're, what is keeping you creatively active. And I think that is good to hear for me personally. And I hope other people understand that too, where now we can feel like, all right, it's okay to pivot it's okay to make something else that I find interesting um, because in the end, just like how starting is the most important part, keeping going is the most important yes. part after. Yes. So if you're going to burn yourself out and not make any more videos, then what's the point anyway? Yes. So you might as well change if you need to, you know? Um, so that's really cool stuff. Uh, I think, again, I can't really see how long, I don't know why I'm having such a tough I time. How long have we
1: been going for now? One thirty. I have one last one. thought though, one last thought. Oh, go, please. Go Um, You, well, I had it. You said something that made me think of enjoying the journey because keeping going is just as important as starting, right? And I say, I don't, and I don't want to get to discourage someone because I make it seem like I have this billowing creative fire inside of me. It's not necessarily that deep, but that is what keeps me going. But I'd be lying if I didn't also say I want to put out a good product that people want to watch. So I think that's part of it as well. Like, I get excited when a video starts to, you know, put up some, at least in my perspective, some good numbers for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm out a little bit when it doesn't. And I guess that can translate to whatever someone wants to be. Like, say, if you want to go on this journey of becoming going to the Olympics as a snowboarder, there are going to be days where you, like, wipe out and there are going to be days where you're like, yo, I just hit this nailed this 720 like they're gonna be ups and downs along the journey yeah but I think yeah. whatever that journey is for whoever the biggest part is just making sure you enjoy it like whatever part of it is because totally. if you don't enjoy it you're gonna hate it and you're gonna stop and that's not hate it but it's gonna feel like a job almost more than like a passion project that you might just be really passionate about and i mean some passion projects you can put a ton of time into like i put a ton of time in the content but it's also just i enjoy every piece of it i don't know
0: (laughs) i know dude i i get you because i really do enjoy i mean pieces i don't love editing i really don't it uh does bug me there's pieces that i don't like really thoroughly enjoy um i guess the fact that you do do all your stuff by yourself by the way
1: yeah 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 so all the edits and recording and yeah it's a one yeah everything (laughs) so you see like
0: that that to me like after when you see some people with teams i'm like oh imagine having like two more sets of hands oh my my gosh oh my gosh it's just like (laughs) oh if i had like if i could hire somebody to do this stupid stuff that doesn't take much time it just takes attentiveness yeah you know like if a project if it's not until it is uploaded it is on my mind so yes. if that means I go out that night, it's on my mind the whole night, and that's my part of my attentiveness. So I count that as like hours where it's in progress. Um, so if I could have someone else worry about that, that would be great. But otherwise, I really do. I love the process too. Like, I love what I love, obviously, I talked about a little bit earlier, having people on that are just very interesting. Like, some people, and just people in your everyday life, like the, my yeah. most recent episode. You're going to feel like what the hell is my episode about cuz last episode I had I had someone that recovered from cancer. Oh wow. In 8th grade, she had cancer her entire 8th grade year and she recovered. She made it back and she, and I and I she's like one of my friends at school and I like didn't know really. I didn't know yeah. the extent of it. And it's just like what an infinitely more amazing story than either you or I have, you know, like it's (laughs) seriously. (laughs) And she's just walking amongst us, like no big deal, you know, all her hair and everything. And it's just like, she's so fascinating. It was so cool to talk to her about, but there's more people like that than you think. And depending on how much they really, how much emotion they have tied to whatever thing it is, whether it's a bad story, a passion, a good story, it really keeps me going. You know, and I think there's a piece of that in every bit that you can do. Like for you, I could see it's like you love basketball. You know, you do. (laughs) And in the end, if you're talking about the new Kyrie trade, talking about the new Look Mavericks, you're talking about all this, that's probably why you're so excited because you want to release it. You want to talk to people about basketball. That's what gives you that feeling. And I think if you find something that gives you that feeling and you're not capitalizing on it, You got issues. Like, you
1: know, like you got to do
0: it. I want to see your stuff, like whoever you are out there, that's not doing what you're supposed to be. I want to see what you have to make. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Cause that's last thing I'll add to it it
1: is what I sometimes to tell myself, especially like right before I started this current like version of content that I'm doing is there's like 8 billion people on the planet at this point. Somebody wants to watch. Somebody wants to watch what you have have to put out. Like, there's somebody's gonna watch it. Like, there's there's billions of people on the internet every single day. Somebody's gonna watch your video. Somebody's gonna find you. Somebody's gonna like it. Because also, and what also, I think pushed me in this direction is the day I downloaded, when I first got on TikTok was also that same year. I was like avoiding TikTok forever, and now it's like my most used (laughs) app on my phone. I'm bad. But Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. When I first got on it. I started at first, you know, you see all the dances and we're like whatever, like whatever, and then I ended up on NBA TikTok, and I started following these guys mm. of like, like I've never even heard of this person. They have like a million followers, or like when I randomly <laughs> yeah, stumbled yeah. across somebody's YouTube channel, I'm like, this is amazing. I've been on YouTube for like years. I watch more YouTube than television. How have I I've never seen you? And you've been like it's had like, this backlog of five years of like, content, and I'm like, I've never seen Jimmy High Roller before.
0: Like I've no, never exactly. seen. I've never Dude. seen, and then like you know, OG on TikTok. You know Chilltown. You know who yeah. I'm talking about. Jimmy Highroller is a perfect guy?
1: example. I found Jimmy Highroller three months ago. No way, really? I found Jimmy Highroller three <laughs> months. That's like that's and, the type of examples oh. I'm talking about. And I'm like me, someone who spends countless hours on YouTube watching basketball content. I found Jimmy Highroller three months ago. Three, yeah, and he's
0: incredible. Exactly, he makes incredible content. Incredible my, content.
1: <laughs> my point is one. There's enough people out there that are doing it that you still haven't even found yet that are, like, mm. successful at whatever you is – that whatever it is that you want to do, there's tons of people have you have no idea that are successful at it. Why can't you be too? So
0: true. So true. Like,
1: it's not like you only
0: watch one thing. Not every – everyone watches a ton of stuff. Like, I watch – Television, movies. I, I'm a I'm a consumer of basketball. I, uh, NBA basketball. I'm a consumer of people that talk about basketball. I watch videos of people that talk about Stephen A. Smith who talking yes. about basketball. Like and then I watch a video of a guy reacting to that, and then Stephen A's reaction to the reaction of that. It's like crazy this web. The content yeah. keeps getting upside. so there's yeah. room for you out there. Yeah, for sure. there's room. And no matter for what you, it is, exactly, and no matter yeah, so. what it is. That's a great. That's a great thing to to, to know, because people again, also everyone says that same thing. Like, who would want to watch me? It's like, well, first of all, well, you probably do suck right now. Like, let's be, like, oh, let's be that's real. That's also part of it. You probably do suck right now, but it's okay. But <laughs> you'll get you'll get better. Like, you know, think of how much better you've gotten. I know I've been doing this for two years. I've come so far. Like the way, if you find my first video on YouTube, it looks gross. It sounds oh. gross. It is poorly like. I have bad communication skills my communication skills have gone up significantly in the past two years yeah and uh you know obviously you probably feel the same like you're set up like it looks so professional that's what i said when i saw your stuff i was like this looks
1: so professional like oh
0: yeah. it and looks is, like
1: this even is legit. this is years of iterations it's like okay at first i had a camera and then even my current youtube channel i went back and seen just the different versions of youtube videos that i've made just in like the past year and a half moving the camera to different mm-hmm. spots similar to what we were talking about before we started recording of like maximizing the space it's just a lot of trial and error it really is it just is. a lot of trial and error
0: it is and it's uh but it's a good thing it, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't trade these two years oh, for really. anything i you rarely run into someone that says oh i wish i never did that you know no, no one no one says that shit even if they fail you know they're like they don't oh but it, was yeah. you know? it was a good time yeah it was a good time um, so yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I needed to sometimes. it feel like it's just me talking like this because like I'm the only one that I know that's doing. Oh, what I, I feel wanna like do. this
1: a lot. I feel like that a lot.
0: So <laughs> it's good to like have somebody else like be like, yeah, you should do that, you know? Because uh, my friends might even watch it. Maybe my friends like I got friends that write scripts. I got friends that make movies. I got friends oh, that make music. Yeah, nice. I'm like, yo, put your shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking like you are. It's made. You're doing it anyway. Yeah. Like you know. Um. So, yeah, that's definitely a good thing. But, yeah, we are towards the end. If you have, do you have any other closing comments?
1: No. Or any other questions, my, anything? That was my last little soapbox. I would say thanks for having me so much, Dan. This has been. Like, oh, man. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Like, this has been absolutely yeah. phenomenal. The way you set this up was amazing. The show was great. I, I So, thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it on somewhat short notice i said like hey you ready this day you're like yep i'm good and you made it work and um i appreciate it i appreciate you getting on the zoom with me uh even and then you, you'll send me all the files you're gonna have yep. i was gonna look good for you guys Anyone yeah. watching it it won't look like it won't look like your normal zoom interview that's for sure i'll make it look as good as i possibly can um i recorded my audio separate and everything too oh awesome that's wonderful i'm really excited about that i think like when i watch zoom interviews i'm like eh. um, yeah um but yeah, this is going to be good. I'm excited to watch this back. I hope our finals picks are right. Um but yeah, you kind of I you kind of stole my thunder. I usually I ask how the person how how their experience was on the podcast, but I guess you kind of already answered that.
1: Well, um, I'll add to it and say um one, it's the first time I feel like someone's ever asked to interview me. I've interviewed a couple of like other NBA uh content creators and that side of it's been fun, but it was fun mm-hmm. like you know, being the one asked the questions. And also, you're a great conversationalist. I wanted to give you that compliment. Like you are an excellent that. conversationalist, um, and you conduct a really, really good good interview. I, I enjoy watching much. interviews. I watch a lot of just interviews in general. Um, so when yeah. I see someone who's good at doing interviews, I you know I wanted to commend them for it. So this was great.
0: I uh, thank you very very much. I, I that's kind of that's not the thing that got me started, but that's definitely the thing that encouraged me the most. I hear that from most of the people that watch. They're like, listen, you got something. Like, yeah. you, you know what yeah. to do you know how to t- you can talk <laughs> as my mom always would say you talk too much you could talk <laughs> underwater um and it's true but thank you very much uh everybody you want to just quickly shout out your instagram your youtube your whatever just yeah. let everyone know where you're at as we close up
1: so you can find me almost everywhere if you just look up at hawks hoops on tiktok it's at hawks hoops on youtube it's at hawks hoops and on instagram is. Hawks Hoops, and then it's an IG at the end because Hawks Hoops was taken.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but probably by a Hawks fan, honestly. Yeah, probably. You got to like, make oh, it.
1: That's Yeah. It's, speaking of which, random. It's hilarious. When people first find me, almost everybody assumes I'm a Hawks fan. It yeah. wasn't until probably like I was at maybe like 5,000 followers on TikTok when the first person said, oh, are you a Hawks fan? And then I go, oh, that thought never even crossed my mind that people would think I'm a Hawks fan. <laughs> It never like it was just like an opinion. Yeah. like, oh, people probably think it never crossed my mind. I was like, no, my name's my name's Hawk. Like uh, it yeah,
0: never Yeah, my yeah. Mind. <laughs> yeah. I I hey I thought it too. Most people are probably gonna think
1: oh, that everyone thinks it. Once I said that, everyone was like, No, we all thought you were a Hawks fan. Like everyone that's joined Discord is like, we all thought you were yeah. a Hawks fans. And I'm like, You did? Oh. Well <laughs> like maybe it's maybe you now should just be, yeah, maybe <laughs> you should be a Hawks fan. Who knows? You gotta just transfer
0: everything. Um But yeah, again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, This was amazing. Thank you so much.